Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure Run Fest on Raw Dog Radar. Comedy Hits Channel 99 America, it's the Ron and Faye show, back for our first show of the new year, and I've decided to do something a little different. All-Star Weekend made me think, why don't I have an all-star team? And And I watched SNL, and they're like, oh, look, we'll bring back the faces, the old faces, and everybody will be happy. And I'm like, why don't I do that? So I stole both those ideas, and I put them together. Ladies and gentlemen, joining the Ron and Fez show, it's Black Girl Douglas. How you, buddies? This man saved this show in 1982. Earl Douglas, while he was on this show hosted this show at the same time that he had a movie out. He's the biggest thing that ever happened. Earl Douglas. Earl. Hi, you buddies. <laughs> it's good to be back. It's good to have you here. I wish that you were here earlier today. You could have fought Larry King. <laughs> I don't want to fight an eight. He's got to be 80. Yes, 80-ish. that's why I think it's time for you to fight him. I, I, I would have kept you away from him years ago. And now I, I want you in the ring with him. What gives you the right, Larry King, to come in and take over like that? I'll fucking leg sweep you, my friend. I will leg sweep you, you troublemaker. Um, so I was listening to Opie Radio today. And Larry King came in as if he was the historian of the old show and knew all about it. And why haven't you done this? And what happened? And when did Stinky leave? And I'm like, where did he get this fucking information? Who prepped you, Larry King? Put the hot lights on? First of all, uh, yeah, he puts the hot lights on Opie. And he's got Opie, you know, moving and shaking. And he's basically accusing Opie of avoiding shit as if Opie was on 60 Minutes and owned some horrible (laughs) fucking factory that was just dumping poison into the Delaware. Here's what I would have said if he would start this shit with me. 
I'm like, what are you doing, Larry King, going to fucking town to town, selling your f- with a with a wagon behind you, selling this <laughs> fake drug on TV to old people <laughs> to make them feel like they their joints aren't going to hurt anymore. I'll do an infomercial right now. Live to be in your 80s, you're going to hurt. It aches. That's the cost of living now. Um, but Larry King's got a potion for everybody. Here, drink this elixir. It'll, it'll cure your rheumatism right. and make sure the children are born with blue eyes. I'll buy seven. You know, I heard a box uh, opie into this corner. Where Ope said, look, you know, we kind of did a show together, but that didn't mean that we were friends off the air. And I, I was sitting there staring at my original XM radio that I still have at my house. <laughs> and uh, I'm going, isn't that strange how it's the exact difference of me and Fez? We've never had a problem in our personal lives to this day. Only our radio show do we complain about. Our personal lives go great. We got everything fucking wrong. That's all I could come out of it. I would love it if the the show was just shooting off like a rocket and then our personal lives was a problem. Fezzy's always showing up with an ice cream cake. Oh, nice. Hey, it's the Oscars. Hey, it's WrestleMania. It's the Super Bowl. All that shit we do well. It's inside this. So there's only one way to fix it, and that's to bring Earl back. And obviously the listeners are going crazy. Just listen to some of these calls. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. I don't know who prepped Larry King, but he didn't have all this information on his own. He came in like a hitman. I saw him with a couple one sheets leaving here. <laughs> it's almost like um, yep. it was like the, one of those movies where you wake up in your bed and there's a hitman sitting there with a silencer on his lap. I'm going to ask you a couple questions, and how you answer it is very important. I, 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 I'm, I'm at my house going, headbutt that son of a bitch. <laughs> this is not a business. Uh Earl, did you... Now, this is interesting to know, because I think you divide people this way. Did you have an NBA weekend or an uh, Saturday Night Live weekend? Uh, It was more NBA weekend. NBA weekend. Chris? Saturday Night Live. Fezzi? All Saturday Night Live. I divided them up. Was planning on watching the uh, Saturday Night Live as... Like, you know, in a rerun situation on Monday. Yeah. Like uh, DVR and then watch it later. But I watched the red carpet and there were so many big names. I'm like, I'm going to watch the All-Star game later. That, that happened to my buddy. I was out at a bar with him beforehand. I'm like, so you're going to watch Saturday Night Live? No, I'm watching the fucking game. He texts me, I can't watch this game. I have to watch Saturday Night Live. But up until that point, I was completely locked in to the NBA. I not only watch uh, the celebrity game. Uh, the rookie game, <laughs> the skills, game. <laughs> yeah, the skills competition, uh, the little specials they did on New York City, like the, they called it the city's game or something like that, where they showed the amount of people who came out of the boroughs. I was going to say the five boroughs, but let's face it, they came out of the four boroughs, and 
No, I'll be ball. Staten Island. <laughs> but um, but it was excellent. It was terrific. And why does this, see? This is the weird thing. Like the commissioner of the. NBA said, yeah, we would like to do this game in Portland. They keep asking. We're just too big for them. We're too big to take our game into Portland. You know, you'd have to have people sleeping on other people's couches and shit like that. So we've got this crazy SNL weekend. We've got the NBA. We've got Fashion Week there. And really, you can walk around New York and not know that any of the three were happening. It's like to watch, because I lived in Tampa when we did the Super Bowl, and to remember, like, everyone's like, let's put on our best face and show the world what Tampa's like. You know, everybody was really up for it, you know? And people in New York just ate the Super Bowl where you didn't even know it was here. They had a couple rides in Times Square that was avoided by everybody anyway. Um, but to run that many big events at the same time is crazy. Didn't have the city keep just flowing. <laughs> it was just yeah, nothing changed. changed. No, nothing changed. Uh, so, to me, I, right, uh, Chris, I see you're playing a little catch up ball. Yeah, and you're checking out the slam dunk. Um, the stuff for up of uh, this kid who won this. Were you watching the slam dunk? Uh, bits and pieces. We had it on on the screens on at the Hard Rock. Best since Vince Carter. I mean, you have to go back to Vince Carter. I think is the last time everybody went what the fuck. And this Levine kid was so smooth. He's 19 years old, and you honestly do have to watch it in slow motion before you can appreciate what he's doing. He looks like Obama's illegitimate kid has just come out. Look at that. Ridiculous. It's just, Jesus Christ. It's so beautiful. Is that the one that he called the uh, the Jordan? The, um, the Space Jam? Yeah, the Space Jam. That was the Space Jam dunk. So he does the cartoon dunk in real life. And then, you he's know. A, he's a big kid, too. Usually you have to be. Kind of well, small. he's about six, 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 seven, right? If you get much taller than that, it doesn't work. If you get a six ten guy out there, it doesn't work. How tall is Vince Carter? Is probably six six, right? Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't. He's not well, one of these big power forwards. He was kind of small for. But his that's size. what you need. You need to be sm- a little bit sm- like to call six six small. Uh, tiny. You really, you don't have. How many people have you even met that are six six in your life? Four, you know. We had an intern that was six four. It was like a goddamn like a goddamn god was walking through here. You get inappropriate with the interns. How so? Well, the fact that you're sitting there, you're measuring them, you're calling them a, a young god. It's, Matty Ice. It's really uncomfortable. <laughs> this kid kind of looks like Matty Ice. Uh, but it was... Well, first of all, I don't know whether you guys watched the threes, right? When they did that thing. That was... Pew, pew. I mean, Steph it was... Steph Curry is... It's unbelievable how these guys shoot now. It. They them shooting could beat me shooting on Madden. You know what I mean? Like, my, I, I feel pretty good about my outside shot on Madden, and I could not beat these guys. They should just have one guy on Madden that comes in at the end and see how he does. Um, but that was um, 
It was like, a, a, well, because it was so goddamn freezing cold out, outside, it was amazing to have all that. And then you get to the game. And by the way, just uh, when you watch the celebrity game, the celebrity game was so great because you had Monet Davis in it and Kevin Hart. And she leaves Kevin Hart's jock on the floor. You know what I mean? Like she puts a spin move on him that is just perfect. Uh, but then you watch Kevin, he really can't play. Oh, he's a great, I mean, what, four-time MVP? <laughs> yeah, but that's the fans. The <laughs> that's fans skill. voting. That's he, skill. Yeah. He's earned it. Uh, but he can, you know, he can move. Uh, and I think that's the last one he's ever going to play. But he was so funny with her. He was so funny during that <laughs> entire show um, that... It, it made you feel like you're watching uh, Globetrotters. You know what I mean? Like he was doing like a Meadowlark act out there sometimes. But then he could play. He really could. But look at this little girl. Eighth grader. Amazing. She plays, yeah, she plays on her high school team. Um, but he was uh, he was funny. Like when she was um, shooting foul shots, he would just walk by and bump her. You know? Make, it was just great stuff. <laughs> Trying to intimidate. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I would have loved to have been that's, at that. That's old school enforcer stuff yeah, it right is. there. <laughs> well, you know, he doesn't want anybody from Philly to be more popular than him, which is almost uh, impossible now. Uh, this is up on the Interrobank today. Kevin Hart is going to play the NFL stadium. The link. In Philly. Has wow. anyone ever done that? Uh, I remember when people used to get booked to do greater, uh, Gator Growl down in Florida. It was like the big pep rally. And then they would bring a comic out to do 20 minutes in front of a pep rally <laughs> of 80,000 kids. But to headline it, to go out and stand there, um, that's crazy. I know Dice tried to... Well, Dice did the garden in the spectrum and... He did arenas. Yeah, he did arenas, and this is an arena tour, a 50-city arena tour, uh, then ending up in Philadelphia. Uh, hopefully a night of an Eagles game. <laughs> that would be that would be funny. I mean, we're always talking about the Super Bowl halftime show, but to bring somebody out to do 15 minutes, just stand up. I'd like to see him bring Cos back for that. Oh boy, <laughs> that could be that could be interesting. <laughs> Did you get any of the big stars coming through the Hard Rock, the SNL stars, the NBA stars, the Fashion Week chicks? Uh, a lot of um, the Westin hotels right down the block. So yeah. we got a bunch of people coming in. Like, what was it Friday, Saturday night? The place was just overflowing. Yeah, but people. I'm talking names, Earl. Big time. Did you turn around and there was like Dr. J sitting there ready to have a burger? <laughs> no, um, no, no NBA legends. No. Uh, tonight on Ron Bennington interviews over on the Indie Channel, which is nine o'clock. We do Ron Bennington interviews. Dr. J is on there, and he's so. He's everything. He's when those guys all but genuflect when he comes in. He is. Uh, yeah, when I was a kid, everybody wanted the Dr. J basketball, sure. the ABA ball, and, and the everyone... ABA, ball, ABA ball like amazed everybody. <laughs> like finally, a ball that a kid would like. It's much cooler looking. They should just go back to it. 
Everyone would lose it. I don't know if you know this, but the ABA isn't around anymore. <laughs> I know, but they should, but should still just fuck, you know, for one season. Who's they? The NBA. That's what you need to say because the ABA is gone. <laughs> the ABA would love to use that ball again, and they would. Pro- they should just come back as a senior league and have all the same guys. Boy, that uh, documentary on Dr. J is amazing. I was talking about this with some uh, basketball fans here last week on the show that. If you look, you know, like all the film stuff on Dr. J, most of it is from the from the Sixers on because they did not fucking shoot those ABA games. Yeah. It's crazy. But he was already past his peak by the time we have real film on him. And it's still amazing. Yeah, though. There's that, that one shot from the documentary where he's playing at, um, was it up at Rucker? Rucker Park. And there were people everywhere watching this guy play. I mean, on the, this, no. surrounding the park. All right, no, so there's, there's the shot. picture that you have right there. Now, this is the amazing thing. This is before Twitter, before texting. <laughs> and you know, like radio and newspaper and TV wasn't covering this. This was just people saying, hey, there's some kid who's playing at the park, you got to come see him. And enough people showed up that they climbed trees, got on overpasses, (laughs) buildings. They're hanging out of windows, (laughs) on the roof. And he just schooled everybody on the court. Everybody. Uh, What do we got to do to get you back here? You got Fez talking again. We got uh, (laughs) the Fat Tuesday celebration today. Fed Tuesday always being a giant day on the Ron and Fez show. Uh, I think BL's down in New Orleans. We're going to check in with her. I saw Ron White throwing beads on TV. I don't know what the hell. <laughs> he was sitting up there on a throne just chucking beads out. It's like we're running everything now. But having Earl back, have you guys noticed how smooth things are running? I could feel it. What about an executive... Over the executive producer, Chris. But uh, wait, so, no, someone else above me. <laughs> Here's the thing. Yeah, Earl trained you. Yes, he did. Earl taught you everything you know, but what he didn't teach you was everything that he knows. God damn it! Now the only problem is that goddamn Hard Rock would go out of business within two weeks <laughs> because somebody's covering for Johnny over there. <laughs> I think he's hanging with the dragons today. What's that mean? Shooting dope? No. <laughs> is, that, is that code word you guys use for when Johnny ties off? This is Imagine Dragons, man. Uh, yeah, it's Imagine, the Imagine Dragons Takeover Day. They're um, launching a big um, charity event, and they're they're programming the music there. They did a big um, big thing on GMA this morning. All good. Is it? To me. The first time I heard the name of these boys, I thought they were all Chinese. Like, that would be the perfect name for a Chinese band. Is this a little bit of their music? There we go. It's commercial in front of it. Oh, okay. I couldn't tell the difference. I mean, this looks like an Imagine Dragons music video. I know. I've never seen one, but this, I'd imagine this is what it would look like. I think it'd be bigger if they got real dragons. That'd be the shit. With a dragon on the stage breathing fire. Yeah, Game of Thrones does well with him. What's the idea for Kenny if he's going to let somebody come in there and just try to make, like, put a fucking spotlight in front of Bob and make him answer a bunch of questions? I mean, at the very least, Larry King should have been pistol whipped today. 
A pistol with an old man? Well, an old man should come in and talk and shit. Take a look at your face. You got slapped with a (laughs) pistol. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what the hell happened there. So this is the Imagine Dragons. Yeah. This is a magic Coldplay. <laughs> it's Coldplay. It's the Imagine Dragons. Um, you love those guys, huh? Well, they're doing a cool thing. They're going to have signature shirts and pins to benefit the Tyler Robinson Foundation. It helps families um, dealing, with, dealing with medical expenses for cancer really? with the kids. This is their big hit. This, this hit's so big, I've heard it. Welcome, Earl. Did you set up the old charity thing? Um, no, I, 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 I wish I did. You discovered him, right? You're at that first Imagine Dragons playing bass on this song, too. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Back when they were just dragons. They ought to fucking do a, a Stop Dragging My Heart Around. <laughs> but spelled differently. Uh, people are asking me, what's the other interview besides... Dr. J tonight, uh, Donald Fagan, 9 o'clock, Indie Channel. What channel is that, 780? 102. Okay, 102. One, on both Sirius and XM, channel 102. Indie. Sweet. RBI, 9 p.m. Eastern. Straight from inside. Is this recorded at Hard Rock? Uh, no, this was uh, this is a music video, and it's featuring Luke Diamond Phillips. Good, finally, <laughs> finally somebody's going to feature that son bitch again. I saw him an episode of Chopped. It's probably because of this music video. Dude, this fucking thing blows. You know that, right? See if I get more batteries. But a battery a day? Seems like it's going faster and faster. Seems like somebody should take that in, like it's an important part of the show, and think I want to make sure that, like, I got to answer phone calls that aren't screened over here. Hi, you're an unscreened caller on the Ron and Face Show. How you doing? Hey, Ron, how you doing today? This is Eric in South Carolina. Hey, Eric. Hey, uh, don't mean to cause a problem. I was a big ass prize uh, prize winner a few weeks ago, and I never received the uh, prize. What did you win, my friend? It was a signed copy of the Brothers McMullen. That sounds like a hell of a prize. I was really looking forward to it, sir. Well, you are going to get it. I promise you that. Uh, who's in charge of that, Fez? That shall be. Okay, we'll get to the bottom of it. Uh, Chris, could you go over and take his name and number? Yeah. And then uh, we'll figure out how that works. Earl, I'm so glad you're here, because we never had a single problem when you were here. This is kind of a weird deja vu, isn't it? It is. 
Seals. You know, here's the thing about it. You don't look any different. So when you stop in, it's like it's like the year 2000 to me. No time <laughs> has, has changed. Eddie Trunk is stopping in later. And you guys were the two fellas that I met first in New York. I think I met Eddie Trunk first because we came in at night and they sent us over, you know, to see the board. And then the next day I met you. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I, th- I thought I was there your first night. Oh, yeah, but we were, this was before our first night. Oh, okay. This is us holding fucking, you know, showing up in February in Windbreakers. <laughs> I didn't realize that, that's like a uh, um, 15 years in New York right about now. Yeah. Yeah, and Crazy. I... I did not have a coat. <laughs> There's the backup. Radioactive. He's coming in later this week, too, to talk about his television show. Oh, that metal show. Yeah, but what's the name of it? <laughs> what's the name of that show? That metal show. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It's got to have a name, right? Yeah, it's that metal show. Yeah, I get it. I know it's that metal show, but what is the name of that show? I think it's Trunk Full Metal. <laughs> that's what I would have named it. You should ask him about the uh, ask him about the Grammys. <laughs> oh yeah, because Tenacious D is his favorite band in the world. Um, Lizette's Fire says, "Did he see the irony in Spike Lee not wanting gentrification uh, in Brooklyn, but mentioned that he had a house in the vineyard?" Spike lives in the Upper East Side, or at least he did too, right? Yeah, he has, he has a couple of places. Um, the new movie that just came out—that was shot. At, that was basically his house. Yeah, in the vineyard, right? Yeah. He was telling me that he shot, he he flies a big Yankees thing up there too, just to piss off the neighbors. <laughs> I go, Spike, you've already pissed off the neighbors. You don't need to do anything new. Yeah, I saw him once. <laughs> I was—I I forgot where I was going, but uh, I saw him once. He was taking out the garbage <laughs> in front of his, his, uh, his Upper East Side place. Well, he lives, uh, well, I don't want to say exactly. I think he's got that place up for sale, too. Yeah, he's um, he wanted to move back to Brooklyn, apparently. But Everybody wants to move to Brooklyn. But he can't, can't afford, afford it. it. <laughs> yeah, right. Which is insane that Brooklyn is the most expensive place to live in the world, well, at least in the States. Radioactive. Well, the RBI actually played tonight will be like yesterday's RNF replay that didn't play on Indy. What happened there, Chris? What's this? Uh, Ryan Young said that there was something to do with the RNF replay that didn't play on Indy yesterday. That doesn't make any sense since I saw Shelby loaded, but I will look into it. Um, now people are uh, saying that they never got any of their prizes before, too. Other people. It's always a thing, Earl, when... The truth gets out, it just starts to rain truth around here. Always. Always does, doesn't it? 
radioactive. Mm-mm. So you didn't watch any of the SNL thing, huh? Um, I'm still kind of catching up on it with the. Uh... Chris, you were you were into it. I was locked in. What was the big part of the night for you? Uh, I honestly. Seeing Adam Sandler come back, I really I, I, that fucking made the night for me, and him doing the song with Andy Samberg, the breaking breaking character song. You never saw these guys together. <laughs> I've seen them together, but I like them coming back for the SNL Forty doing the song on the breaking characters. Okay, uh, that was the only ball busting part of the whole <laughs> thing, which was kind of good because the breaking bit it is fake. 90% of the time, it's fake. you got a sketch that isn't working. You start laughing, and the audience thinks that they saw something wonderful. It was, I, I loved it. I loved the, the Jimmy Fallon ball busting. What did you think about Jimmy's opening with... Uh, I didn't like it. It seemed like a forced musical medley. You know what I think the problem with this is? Well, first of all, there was a couple of problems. Number one, they've done this a lot on The Tonight Show. And they did it better on yeah. the Tonight Show, um, but also this is, this was a, a problem because you had so many old cast members and so many guest stars all showing up and musical acts that they were in the audience that you weren't playing to a real audience. Yeah, it was the crowd. So they're not going to go crazy going, "Oh, there's Jimmy Fallon." Oh, because they found. don't, you know, that's their friend. That'd be like us going crazy if Sam just walked in here. We're going, oh my God, it's Sam. Do you see this? You don't believe this is happening? But the Sam listeners would be going nuts. Oh, yeah. They would be having the time of their life. Um, so that I thought was, but any of this stuff is just bitching. Anything that you do say, oh, that bit didn't work. Like I heard from a lot of people. That they were mad about the Emma Stone doing Roseanne, Rosanna Dana, and all that kind of shit. They did a thing where they brought back some dead characters Ooh. as new people. Yeah, and I, even while it was happening, <laughs> and it lasted maybe 28 seconds, I'm like, that's going to piss some people off. Um, it's. Uh, yeah, Melissa McCarthy was Matt Foley. We've been better served just playing the clips of those classic bits. You know what I mean? Like, who would you know? You would love to see Gilda again, or or Farley. Yeah, but how uh, I've seen all the bits. The bits run on VH1 all the time. They've run all year. I don't need to see that. To me, the best thing I think was probably the red carpet. Just seeing people walking up. And standing next to each other, and people hadn't seen each other in years. That was as good as any kind of performing. It was very exciting. It was. It really made you want to watch that three and a half hour show. Now, some people were very mad that Paul McCartney and Paul Simon are old and don't sing the way that they sang forty <laughs> years ago. Fucking loved it. But the thing is. You have to take in that these are senior citizens now, that we're lucky that we have them. Like, for me, I would love to see John Lennon sing out of tune because he was 74. That would be a blessing in my life instead of, you know. But, you know, Earl's always saying it's better to burn out than it is to rust. That's his deal. He likes his rock stars young and dead. 
Flame out. <laughs> and then people got mad at Miley Cyrus for singing a Paul Simon song. This was just a, an occasion for musicians to just go up on the stage. That's all. Only thing I was annoyed about was with Kanye West's crazy performance. Where he, I enjoyed the opening number, but after that, this the the fucking wall coming up. I thought it was just too I bizarre. It, I thought it was hysterical because that led to Zach coming out, basically <laughs> dressed like a Gilligan's Island hut. What's that girl's name? Who? Sia. Yeah, she came out with basically a Gilligan's Island hut around her head, and it was fucking great. It's just weird. Like, I'll tell you what looked better, and this is all up on the iBank today, any of the tape of the after party, where the people oh. were drunk and yelling on stage, that looked more fun than the professional Because I'll tell you, the people that came there came for the after party, which yeah. they wouldn't have got into unless they sat, sat through three and a half hours of show. And the after party, Prince walks in and does a number, and then the SNL guys stay on stage. And they're, you know, it looked like Fallon sang with everybody. Yeah. Paul McCartney, B-52s. That was real. I, I don't know. It was just fucking really cool for some reason the B-52s came out. Like, but that wasn't on TV. That's what I'm trying yeah. to tell you. A big drunk party where you just went around and were talking to people while shit was going on on stage. And if, if it would have turned into somebody yelling, you know, Lauren, Lauren, stand up. You're the fucking reason for all this. You're the reason. She just strapped a GoPro to someone's forehead and let them walk around the party. Um, here's uh, Cameron. Cameron, you're on the Run of Fed show. Hey, Ron. Yeah. Uh, so there was more ball-busting going on. John Lovitz was a uh pretty big punching bag. Yeah, that was kind of funny. They kept acting like John Lovitz was dead, and they would cut back to him, and he's like, what? That was like a cute, very show business. I mean, obviously the the people who were best at this, like Steve Martin, oh. were the old show business guys. Because you can act like you're the edgiest show in the world, but you're still in show business. You know, when Billy Crystal walked up and said, Steve, is it? You know what I mean? Like, that's <laughs> that old school hacky thing that works in that occasion. Now, a lot of people were mad that Chris Rock brought out Eddie Murphy. And Eddie kind of stood there for a minute and said, thank you all for liking my work years ago and then left. Here's the commercial break. Wait, no, here's the commercial break. Wherever, wherever that cue was. Well, that part's not his fault. Oh, no, I'm not no, saying it's his fault. Let's just, but... say, let's just say this in the director's defense. I'm sure the director thought that was coming seven minutes from now, <laughs> not 30 seconds in. You know, everyone expected Eddie to go up and say something. So in that way, it was, you know, his fault. Yeah, but, but he did say something. He th you know, he was very, it was a genuine speech. Look, I'm sure they said Eddie. You don't have to do anything. You're Eddie Murphy. Just show up, <laughs> which and is, that'll be enough. Which is exactly what he and did. And Chris Rock actually said, no, everyone stand up and give him a standing ovation. Because they promised him a standing ovation. <laughs> they should give him one. I thought it was amazing just seeing him on that stage after all these years. That was enough for me. I have no complaints with it. But it's not like he's been sick or he's elderly. He's Eddie Murphy. He could have came out said almost anything and killed the room. He could have said, you know, why haven't I been back here? You know what I mean? And everybody would have started laughing. Or, I'm sorry, I'm with the, I was under the wrong producer. That's why I haven't been back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anything that he would have said, 
because there was so much tension in him coming back. <laughs> but it's almost like if Prince would have walked out, waved, and not done a song, <laughs> it would have been like, okay, it was nice to see Prince. But why couldn't he have just sang something? No. Anything. Could have given us anything. It was so weird. It was so weird when he throws it to break and it actually goes to break. Didn't it, now is Eddie was Eddie the only one from the non lorn years to be on the stage? Let me think about that. It's a great question. Uh because you may now Lovitz was the Lorn years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Joe Piscopo was Piscopo. there. Yeah. Piscopo was there. Oh, uh Marty Short was there, but and Billy Crystal was there. What? And they oh. were the that was the Yankees years, but that still wasn't Lorne. You sure? But you didn't positive. Have, you didn't right. have like a Tim Kazarinsky. Why would oh. you? <laughs> he might have been there in the audience, mm -hmm. but they weren't going to bring him up on stage. There were a lot of people to me there was only one major act missing that was still alive or not injured and that was dennis miller dennis miller changed the face of the way that the news bit is done but he apparently had some falling out years ago yeah when all those when all the male weekend update anchors are up there it's like where's where's dennis this is this doesn't seem right dennis should should have been up there but before that you know they didn't really put like comic people in there too like that changed that mode uh where where that became the DH position. That if you were the anchor, you weren't going to be in a ton of other things. Yeah. You had to really nail that anchor thing. So other than that, I can't think of anybody else who uh, was, was you know, a a flag carrier. Was, um, what's it, uh, Dennis Quaid, was he? No. Was he there? He was also only there for like a year. <laughs> I'm thinking... Larry David was later. Larry David was a writer, and he showed up. Okay. <laughs> it was mainly He's still a mad over that. It was mainly a salute to the host who had done the show, more than the, you know, it was about Steve Martin. Tom Hanks coming. Tom out. Hanks got up on stage. John Goodman had a nice piece towards the end. I didn't even know that John Goodman was there until that thing. Yeah. I was like, why hasn't Goodman been there? Well, he was supposed to have it for falling out two years ago that they made up with. Well, what was it? I think uh, he had a fight with Lauren. I can't remember what over. I'm trying to think of. Uh, <laughs> I was still thinking of like anyone from the Lauren, the non-Lauren years, that had any kind of traction outside of Pittsburgh. Well, there was only five years that were non non-Lauren. Four of them were Eddie Murphy years, and when Eddie left, that's when they brought the what was called like the Yankees buying a fucking championship season <laughs> by bringing Christopher Guest, uh, Mike uh, McKeon, and Billy Crystal, and Marty Short, and two of those guys showed up. Um, but I mean, it was amazing how many guys they was got. Was Franken there? No, Franken doesn't have anything to do with silliness. That now that he's a senator, I don't think he's done one funny thing since he became a senator. Um, look who it is. She's down in New Orleans. It's our buddy BL. Hey, BL. Hey, guys. I love listening to the, the SNL thing. I tell you what. How are you doing, guys? Good. 
Uh, let me just tell you something. The whole Warren Michaels thing, do you guys know him personally? I mean, you're right there near his. Who's she you know, talking about? Lorne Michaels. No, we do not know Lorne Michaels. Let me just tell you, this is how stupid I am. Okay, remember the David Wells years where I used to, you know, hang with David years ago? By the way, I think I saw David Wells in the audience that night. Yes, he and his wife, Nina, went out to, uh, went, went. Uh, they tweeted a picture that uh, they were heading out. And, um, Fez ran with the other picture that said that they were getting divorced and she bit him. <laughs> Fez gave a hear for ye, everything. Hear ye, hear ye. Well, the beautiful thing is it makes look it makes it look like the eye bank fell for it. So go ahead, did you, honey. Did you see the eye bank photo of Wells' thigh? That yeah, truly was his thigh though. But don't forget he's a diabetic. So the, over the weekend they had said that his wife bit him and he was cheating. Nina adores David. She wouldn't invite him. I, I, she, I'm telling you, those two are making jokes. You know, anyway, it's hard to explain. They're they're just one of those couples. They've been together for 22 years, and that's how they live. That that's what they love doing. Biting each other. I don't understand what they love doing. Have you ever dated a comedian? <laughs> oh my God! You know what I'm saying? I mean, think about yeah, it. Think she's about what it's like to be. First of all, let's drop all that. No one cares about it. BL, where are you exactly now? Where are you drinking? Well, I'm right now. Um, I'm not being Brian Williams, but I truly am at Mallory Square, getting ready for the parades in New Orleans, Mardi Gras. Very cold. It's about 36 degrees, and the problem is everybody's so mad because they bring these boxes of beads in for the girls to, you know, show their boobs, and uh, they're all bundled up. So you got all these co-eds, babes. No one. I mean, there are 95 year olds getting beads to show their tits. <laughs> Big. Heifers. How many beads did you get, BL? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you what just have you been them. drinking? Well, I'm starting off with a nice mojito this morning, <laughs> and the green leaves—they look like pot. You can either roll them, smoke them, or stick them in your teeth and take selfies. And I've decided to do all that. <laughs> So where are you staying, if anybody wants to come by and party with you? Um, oh, come on. I'm, like, somebody's going to come by. Nobody knows me. Jesus, I'm at uh, Hotel Monteona. You got to have a band to get in. It's a bunch of hookers with old men. Well, there's nothing wrong like, with that. Like you said, where are you staying, BL, right? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't accuse you. Hey, don't judge. And you, first of all, I don't hook. Can I tell you something? Any dollar you, you you made, you earned. I don't screw old men for condos. I know, but you do blow them. I, 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 I do Fez for his condo. Does Fez want to get married? Oh, boy. Here we go. No, let me tell you something, though. Hey, I'm going to warn you one thing. I'm really kind of tired of drunk, so it's almost time to go in two more days. But um, here's the deal. It's not the it's not the fuzz here. It's the bouncer. If you mess with a, did you just say the fuzz? Orleans, yeah, she said the like fuzz. it was 1968. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. You don't remember the fuzz? I love the fuzz. She's here out of mind. Here come the fuzz. Here come the fuzz. Oh Jesus! It's here come the judge. Oh, you don't even know what you're doing. You've it's ruined Mardi Gras somehow. 
Is today that you have the king of the parade or whatever? Oh yeah. It's, well, yeah this is the, this is the, everything is closed. Banks. Who, I, but who is the king of the Mardi Gras parade? I, oh, uh, like a star? Oh, I don't know. Honey, I'm drinking. Do you think I care? But this is no different than talking to you any other day. <laughs> this is the only BL I know. Look, when I get there, I'll find out the king's name, all right? <laughs> Why are you mad? I just asked a question because I saw Ron White throwing beads earlier. And I don't know whether he was just doing that on his own or whether he's in official capacity. I think he's the king. Is he the king, really? He should be. I know, but I'm just trying I to figure it out. Yeah, usually when you send a correspondent, you're hoping that it's Ryan Williams out and you get some information. Hold Pretty on, well, here's Ed in Oklahoma. He wants to talk to you, BL. Oh, okay. Hello. Hey, BL, be, be, be safe. Don't hurt your back leaning over to pick up your tits to show anybody. Yeah, well, why don't you pull the beads out of your ass, sir? You freaking wacko. All right. <laughs> that was a little rough for the little lady. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, I'm, I'm here, BL. There's just no response to this babbling. Why is that going? Why is that guy call up all rude? Because Jesus. people do that, BL. That's all. Don't take it personal. Hey, how's everything going up there? Don't New worry York. about us. Worry about yourself. How come you're not finishing any furniture off? <laughs> There's a lot of unfinished furniture that needs you to get in and stain it. There's a lot of driftwood in New Orleans, so. Because <laughs> I'm finishing off film win in New Orleans. Oh, I'm shit. Man, this is funny. No, but seriously, um, be careful. As I was trying to talk about the nice fuzz, and I love them, but they're in cherry pickers, and they're awesome. It looks like something out of Star Wars, right? Oh, there goes the ding. I don't know, even know what you're talking about. That, the fuzz is in cherry coming. pickers. The king is coming, Ron. <laughs> in your face? Or what exactly is happening? Yeah, you know what? It's a little cold here, okay? It's a little chilly. What I'm trying to get the point across is if the cops see, if they walk up to you with a gun and a badge oh, and a bouncer, let me tell you something, they'll put a cross stick right across your neck and your larynx. <laughs> see, here's the thing, B.L. Why don't you on your way back to Florida? Stop in Alabama and do that old trick of trying to keep people from eating at the lunch counter the way that your parents and grandparents did. See, why am I always just, you know what, all I do is get crap. You know what, you know what, I wish... Hold on, Fez almost has an answer for you from that question that you asked a while ago. Fez? Not yet, Fez? No. What was it that she said that got you so upset? She, just when she starts bringing me up, I just don't like it. She said she wanted to, she'd blow you to, to go in your condo. I'd rather burn it down. Wow, is this mad at me again? Yeah, well, Mikey D stopped it in later. Oh, so no. I think uh, he's... Just a banner day. Yeah, I think he's trying to get up for it. Here's Tom in North Carolina. Go ahead, Tom. I tell you what, Ronnie, I'd like to take them beads down there. This is the not way. Tom. Who's on the phones today? That's Chuck. It's V. Yeah, I don't know what he's saying. Oh my God! But, Go ahead. Uh, I'd, I'd like to stick them beads from New Orleans up BL's ass and then pull them out real fast, like I was going to start a weed eater. Well, let me yeah, tell you something. Like 
The only way that you would pull them out is fast, because there'd be no resistance whatsoever. <laughs> you think they'd just flow right out of it? Hell, it would be like trying to pull beads through the the Holland Tunnel. It would be an easy trip. <laughs> you, might pull, you might pull some car keys out of there. You never know. And the end of a bumper. It, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised to see the little Kittner boy slap out on the on the dock in front of his mom. There ain't no telling what's up in there, Ronnie. All right, talk, talk to you later, later, Chuck, who is sometimes known as Tom. Eat his mom's woofy, okay? Leave me alone. I'm trying to have a good time. I'm Mallory Square. Trying to spread some cheer in New Orleans. I'm live. What are you trying to do? An out cue here? Is that it? <laughs> I'm not going to say for Sirius XM Radio, this is BL reporting live from New Orleans. How's your podcast coming along with with Flathead? Oh, Flathead has lost more of his foot, our buddy Flat. Yeah. He's lost, uh, uh, you know, they just won't stop digging. He's down from, uh, let's see, what is he? uh, He's the toe. Yeah. More of the foot, and he is still hospitalized oh. in a uh, Florida hospital, resting easily. He sent on, me. Yeah, um, he sent me pictures. It, it's rough. It is rough. They've upgraded him to. Uh, they're on. They've got him on uh, hits of Dilaudid. Dilaudid now. Like, yeah, that ain't going to do nothing to flats. <laughs> 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 That's like giving a a hungry man a rich cracker and saying Happy Thanksgiving. He doesn't do that kind of stuff, Ron. Yeah, but it's in a system. That is never going to leave a system. So if you got Spanish Johnny and he took away your pain once, he'll never stop. Oh, my God. He's all... Jesus. What? You know you're oh a hack God. when you try to bring back old bits and you don't do them well enough. I'm sorry, bud. Hey, so did you I take V you off quick? and put the other kid on? Yeah, Andy's on it now. And uh, everyone, though everyone swears in that room that they, Chuck said his name was Tom. Why would he? I, that's what I asked. He's known as Chuck. Nothing for you, Huffus. Don't want to mix it what? up with your old buddy, Brenda Lee? No. How come? What's, what's wrong with that? Just nervous. About what, BL? No, just screw-ups. What screw-ups? In the other room? Oh, I swear, I am an abortion. Every time I call your show... I only, I only wish you were right off. when you said you were an abortion. <laughs> you were like an abortion who climbed back up on the table. Oh. <laughs> I found out who the king of Mardi Gras is. Who's that? Uh, this dude, Christy Brown. He's Rex 2015, the king of Mardi Gras. Why? Because there's, apparently there's an Rex association which uh, handles the parades, and they've appointed him as the king of Mardi Gras. I thought they normally have a famous... Now, could you imagine if BL does this show with Flathead, you're going to have a nine-fingered girl interacting with a nine-toed guy. It's going to be tremendous radio. How could you not listen? Yeah, I would just call it What's Missing or Missing Links. (laughs) How many would we have then? Like 18 appendages? Like, how much is that? All right, here's Dave in Columbus. He wants to explain what BL can't. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Uh, you're asking who the king is of the parade or the or the Mardi Gras? Yeah. There, there's like a series of parades, you know, different floats. So each parade has a different king. Oh, I didn't know that. So if there's 10 parades, there's 10 different kings. Oh, so like, Ron like White what? was definitely a king of a parade, <laughs> but just not the one that's done today. 
Yeah, like last time I was there, I mean, late 70s, early 80s, whatever, Bum Phillips. Remember him? With yeah, of course I remember <laughs> Bum Phillips. <laughs> yeah, he, he was on a float one time, throwing out beads. See, I would rather see... You know, Ron White than Christy Brown. I would be very disappointed. I'd be I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. And what is oh, this Rex Association? He's running the Rex Association. <laughs> of course he should be there. Hey, I'm looking at a picture of him. He looks like a square. This guy doesn't look like he should be wrong. Like a real L7, huh? <laughs> That's it. Like somebody the fuzz would drive right by. <laughs> what the fuck is happening to you, Hapcats? BL. You're, you're, I'm you're, see, huh? you're huh? forcing everybody into old slang. Well, I'd rather see Christy Brinkley singing up. Town girl over there, little when she was dating Billy Joel. Excuse me, ma'am, I'm on with Outback Devil. I run that show. What are you yelling at people? <laughs> people are giving me dirty looks. All right, hold this? on. Rob <laughs> has already cut BL in a crazy lie. Go ahead, Rob. Hey, it's, I'm I'm not familiar with New Orleans as much, but Mallory Square is in Key West. You throw people around down there. BL, <laughs> why are you in a square in Key West today? <laughs> You suck. Where are you at? You're not in Mallory Square. This isn't the sunset party. <laughs> I gotta ask this guy what square we're in. I don't remember. Oh, shit. Square, <laughs> Sir, what's the square up there? You know? Jackson Square. I was saying Mallory. You guys think I'm really stupid. <laughs> no, they know you're really stupid, Fiel. <laughs> You guys know what I meant. Tell that man thank you so much for telling me that I'm not at Mallory Square. Right. Um, here's uh, Hunter. Hunter, you're on with uh, Ron and Fez and BL down in Mallory Square in Key West. Beautiful Mallory. <laughs> hey, what's up, oh. Hey. Uh, BL, be on the lookout for Larry the Cable Guy. He's giving out an extra pair of beats to anyone who holds their titties in their belt. <laughs> BL. I guess. Yeah, I'm with you. Why, why don't you go looking for Ron White? Do that bit. This is her. Uh, this is her uh, bit that she uh, always wins guys with. She opens up her mouth and says, "Hey, who needs a spittoon?" Oh. And um, why are you guys? Why are you guys grossed out by that? that why works for her. It's a good time. Yeah. Why Lucy's not a spittoon? I got the cleanest. Freaking princess box you ever laid eyes on. Uh, what the fuck? You lucky the doctor shoved it back in. Dear, <laughs> you know what? Why does this always come down? Hold because on. you brought up your box, and I, I know for a fact it fell out one time during a car accident. It did not. My box did not fall out. The hell I was there Jesus. for it. I Let talked you. to the doctor about it. <laughs> I said, he goes, I don't know how to get back in here. I said, use your heel. Just keep. <laughs> that ain't right, Ron. You're supposed to be my buddy of 27 years. You We're all buddies here. That's why Fez is talking to you. Why does it come down to me and... <laughs> why is Fez all mad? What did I do to him now? I, did, I just said I'd like to get married to him. Um, Fuck oh. you, Fez Wally. Fuck oh. you, Fez Wally. Fuck oh. you, Fez Wally. Oh no! Yeah, that's on a that's on a loop. Yeah, that's on a loop. Call? Right from Mallory Square. <laughs> I can't believe I said Mallory Square, guys. Yeah, Sorry that's the biggest that. mistake you've ever made. So you think SXM won't send me anywhere like the Olympics or anywhere to? Park? Yeah, they're going to send the Olympics. <laughs> I was just talking to them. They go, "Is there any way we can get BL to go to Olympics?" Olympics. I go, "Yeah." 
Winter and summer. World She's Cup. available. You need somebody drunk at the Olympics? She'd love to be there. Hostage negotiations. Doesn't want somebody live in New Orleans broadcasting from the square. Next time I'll just the say square. The square. <laughs> Ask them if they don't know it's Jackson Square, Matt. And all I know is I'm having grits and uh, jambalayas. Uh, yeah, okay, honey. Just I'm not, I don't need you to read the menu to me. <laughs> I think we're ready to order now. <laughs> God, you guys are exhausting me. I swear to God, I'm so embarrassed. I can't believe you guys embarrassed me across the intercontinental state. Well, that I didn't know sense. I was in Jackson's book yeah. at Mallory. Uh, Harley wants to know if you can do a spring training segment in a few weeks. <laughs> Steven says, I love BL. She brings the best out of Fez. The big cat is back. I love the big cat. Yeah. Can you imagine me, cat, and flat on the corner Being uh, able, down yeah. here? <laughs> yeah, because you're going to look like the revolutionary thing with guys <laughs> on crutches and shit around their head. Triage? Yeah. We just need you to get a small dick to use as a piccolo. <sighs> God. Right, this I'll play guy, it. John said, why did Fez get mad at BL when BL asked if they knew Lorne Michaels? That was the thing that set you off, Fez. Oh, I don't remember getting mad at that. What mistakes did you say happened today? Uh, that the the David Wells thing was stupid. Oh, it's not stupid. Huh? I fucked up Fat Tuesday. How could someone fuck up Fat, Fat Tuesday? It's still happening. It is. We're in the midst of it, buddy. This is our Fat We're Tuesday party. It's always a big day on the Run and Fed show. I forgot about it. We got B. Ellen on the line. God, I was just innocently going to go with the bit and talk about what you guys are talking about. I apologize, Fez. Love you, buddy. Jeez. I texted you the pictures, some pictures the other day. I always text you guys pictures of the old days. Yeah. Just to make you smile. Yeah. I listen to my Chilliwack album. This is the kind of way. things I love. She'll text a picture and she goes, remember my vagina from 1989? <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you, BL. <laughs> Delete. So before or after it fell out? Oh, uh, come on. Just, I, Chris, I, I don't just bring heard. that back right. up. Okay, never mind. You know what? I was yeah. only brought that up in case any med students were listening. <laughs> you know what? I'll climb up on that table anytime. This thing's the size of a birth control pill. It's friggin' awesome. That's tiny. You guys ever heard of the birth control pill? All right, Liz Sets Fire is saying that uh, he has called as Tom before. Um. Chuck sometimes lies and says his name is Tom. Well, you should know his voice by now. It's Chuck. It's pretty recognizable. The the interns are new. All right. They're just children, and they're doing a bang-up job. V especially. I think if I had to rank them, V's number one. Don't you think my broadcast live from New Orleans is a bang-up job? I don't even think you're in New Orleans, honey. I think you're drunk in your kitchen in Tampa. I really do. I don't hear any people mulling around. I don't hear any jazz music. <laughs> they should be screaming. It should be a fucking madhouse. Oh, my God. The choppers are flying in. I got Is that your teeth? They're getting ready to land, right? In the, the parade's starting soon. So you guys keep doing the show, all right? I'll get <laughs> Stay where you're at, yeah. okay? Everything's fine. There's no mayhem here. There's, yes, I know that. There's none. <laughs> Nothing is possibly happening. That's why oh, you're in like the- <laughs> 
You guys are in your cushy office. Oh, the SXM room. If I was there, I'd be bringing you some coffee. But you know what? I'm here enjoying a mojito and looking at some nice ass. <laughs> My God, do you know how many beautiful women are here? Oh, all covered up. I'm going to get them to strip off. <laughs> um, take your thumb off of Meatface. I want to be able to talk to him. All right, Meatface, what is your question for BL? I got a fuck, Mary kill for sure. Fez. Uh, I, I got BL, Stalker Patty, and Ron. Um, kill BL. Mary Stalker Patty. All right, that's the end of this. We're not do- This bit's over as of right now. We're not doing that. I had to take it person by person. Yeah, I understand. Um, remember when you were going to marry uh, Stalker Patty that time? Mm-hmm. Where was that going to be? A basketball game? Front row? <laughs> Fez, why don't you just see that it's all joking around? Everything is a joke. Nothing's real. We're having a nice time. We're in Jackson Square, live in New Orleans. We're Have another traditional Facebook. donut from Fed Tuesday. For I life. didn't get any. We got Dan Aykroyd uh, coming up in an hour. Is that why you're here today, Earl? Oh, yeah. You want to meet Dan Aykroyd? Absolutely. You want to shake the hand that shook the world? Is that what you're looking to do? I wish BL was here. BL. Yeah, I'm here. Why don't you donate your big toe to Flats? <laughs> I'll date my camel toe. I'll date my camel toe. you say your camel toe? Oh, God, who doesn't love a good camel toe? <laughs> By the way, that camel toe hasn't been near water in a long time. <laughs> You're so full of crap. It is so moist. You love that. Lick it and suck it. All right, honey. Oh, my God. Come on. The bells are ringing. Jackson Square. We're live in New Orleans with BL for the Ron Fest Show. Back to you, Ron. All right. We'll talk to you later on, BL. Love you guys. Keep drinking. Bye. Dumb Oh, my God. Sounds like a very quiet, good time. Just sounded like a, a rough episode of Crank Yankers to me. <laughs> Mallory Square. She doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. <laughs> she's seriously. Having flats. One's off the rails, the other one's on the rails. <laughs> it's crazy. We want to do a show together. What are you trying to get, get a map of that area? Yeah, I found it. What do you see yourself as NATO? Like you're planning a bombing? <laughs> Who needs a map of that to care about anything? Never mind. I turn it off. Never mind. He says to me, "Never mind. Just don't even look at my work." We'll break. We're right back. Uh, Earl's with us, and Mikey D's stopping in. And you, you don't seem like you're in the right kind of mood for that. Folks. No, I oh, I hate seeing that guy. I absolutely despise him, and he knows it. You know why he's here, right? Because. Chris didn't come through with the screeners he was supposed to. Yeah, Thanks, Chris. Computer broke. You know, what, what screeners did you, is he bringing? Imitation Game, The Theory of Everything, and Birdman. That's it? Those are the only three that he had access to that you haven't already seen. That's worth the trip. For me, it is. I don't want to go out in this cold to see these other movies. It's too It's too cold. It's... What, what other ones are up? American Sniper's out there, but he didn't get it. I don't like the idea of that. And then Whiplash is also out there, but he didn't get that either. Yeah. 
The drumming movie. Yeah, I get it. It's like a fucking mean music teacher. Yeah, he's like a dick. Or another word, music teacher. <laughs> They're all mean. <laughs> Apparently this kid's good, though, so we get some most out of him. I'm going to guess. Earl, would you like to have sex with Elle, or you just wouldn't do it? Oh, no. <laughs> She's new. Be like banging an old belt. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we'll be right back. It's the Ron and Fez show. Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. Yes. Black Girl is here, the Ron and Fez show. And Black Girl is here. Earl, if you come back to me, that'll be the theme song now. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? Earl's enjoying some uh, some Philly hot pretzels that Brian stopped by with. Yeah, they're very good. You mm. were wondering whether it was a New York or Philly thing, right? Yeah. I always thought that the hot pretzel with mustard was a Philly thing and then just a regular hot pretzel New York thing. Yeah, I always had it with mustard. I, can, I almost yeah, can't. Yeah, but you can't get it that way on the street. Yeah, they give you mustard. They do? Someone on the carts, they give you, they, you ask for mustard, they'll give it to you. Well, look at this brand new little nose. It just came in here. Let me see you. I'm. All right, she's like a spy. Uh, have a seat, sweetie. Every time I see you, the hair has changed. Now the nose has changed. The jaw has changed. And you would be able to sneak into another country like a spy without anybody knowing it. Yeah, that's the plan. You look totally different, but <laughs> your nose looks perfect. Why like a little you? button nose. <laughs> Were you worried about it before it happened? Uh, the surgery? Yeah. Not really. Uh, I went through my jaw surgery yeah. a couple years ago, which was way worse. So I wasn't really worried. What's the next surgery you're going to have done? <laughs> Well, I really want to uh, do LASIK because my eyes are kind of bad and I don't want to have to deal with glasses. And, yeah, the kids at school call you for us. Yeah. And that's me. I don't need that. <laughs> Mikey, how are you? I'm okay. How are you? This is what I want you to do. Okay. Dye your hair. Yes. Fix your jaw. Yes. Get the nose done. Nose you has been got, done. You got to keep up with uh, your daughter here. I know. I know. Lene has been calling our show 15 years probably you, back at NEW. Yeah. I'm close to that. Yeah. Close to that, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. You grew up on Do you remember, like, you always used to, what the name you used to have for Black Girl? What, my Blackie Huge Hands? Yeah. You called him Blackie Huge? Oh, no, no I was Blackie Huge yeah. Hands, and yeah. <laughs> remember what you called him? No. Blackie Huge D. Um, yeah, yeah. Because you were inappropriate in those days. Yeah. Uh, Mike, are you going true. hunting later today? Yes, I am. What are you doing in camouflage? We don't live... So you can see me in the snow. Yeah, and in there. By the way, have some uh, hot pretzels and uh, mustard. Yeah, that came in from Brian from Philly. He drove it up. Yeah, I'll take them all home with me. Why would you take them on? I'm offering you one. I'm offering you one. You're going crazy. Do you guys remember Fez? He's being very quiet today because it's Hello. Cold. Hello. All right, so that was a nice hello from Fez. Your nose looks fantastic. Thank you. 
she had a shot in it yesterday. They yeah, had to give her a nice a shot. Measly. Um, is that right? Yeah. 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 They Did it hurt? Shot me up. No. It's it's all right. I you mean, you love medication, right? Oh, That's totally. your thing. Totally. What's funny? She gets the pain medication, high. and I yeah. take it. No, do you yeah, still have the, the the dream? Uh, that isn't funny. That's oh, sorry. that's called addiction. <laughs> okay, that's a problem. He actually took one of my uh, prescriptions that my doctor then yelled at me later because I didn't take it. Yes, because you I need it to... for pain. Yeah, you don't. It was need... actually for swelling, so I was yeah. I was all you, swollen. Yes, you. <laughs> that medication is for pain, not because your life didn't work out the way you wanted right. it to. Like it's a different I thing. I didn't know. You can numb yourself for twelve hours. I didn't read the label. Yeah. <laughs> Did you start dating again yet, Mikey? Uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. You know, I'm on eHarmony. Yeah. How's that working for you? Not so good. I've had a few dates. One. One. Few. Well, I mean, and I spoke to a few women. Yeah. So one date, and he spoke to a few women. Had <laughs> <And> a few <laughs> dates. <laughs> Look how adorable Lenegro up to date. Unbelievable. She despite could, despite me. You know yeah. what? She could be one of those Jenner girls. You know what yeah. I'm talking hey. about? Absolutely. She's Jenner girls. Yeah. What are their names, uh, Kyle? Chris? Kylie and Kendall Jenner. Yeah. And then I, I can have a uh, mommy daddy because he's uh I would not now. be yeah, I would not be surprised if Mikey doesn't decide to have a vagina. <laughs> I mean, he has one the day. hair for it, so. he does. You are really one vagina away from being a soccer mom. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You ought to put that on your eHarmony date. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Uh, where, what do you, Earl, you go to B-Date, right? No. What do, you go, <laughs> what do you go to? Where do you find your women? <laughs> Just white women with low self-esteem? What do you do? What do you do? Wait at the bus stop for kids coming in? You know, I, I, I tried Looking Tinder. for acting lessons? <laughs> I did try Tinder for about a month and a half. Now, Tinder is just a hookup thing, man. That's from what I heard. No, it, it kept cracking my phone. I'm writing a... Well, sure, because everybody wants the black guy for that. <laughs> I've written a song called Tinder is the Night, and I've sent it to him, but I can't get them to respond yet. I think it would be great. <laughs> Tinderly. You've tried Tinder, though, Earl? Yeah, I tried it for about a but it kept crashing my app. It's only a phone app. It's yeah. a phone app, and it kept crashing my phone, so I was like, I'm done. But did you hook up with anybody? No. <laughs> Bang somebody in the subway? No. <laughs> I wish. eHarmony does really sound like you're in an AOL chat room. I mean, it just sounds... They got like asked questions, 90s. and it's a smile back and forth, and then you get things like on your email saying, oh, you received an icebreaker. And it's like, oh, man. That's... Linda, how old are you now? I'm uh, 17, about to turn 18. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'm going to put you on a... It's a dating app, and it's called Anthony Cumia. And uh, <laughs> you'll be able to spend the weekend, go... Uh, in a nice mansion. Um, all right, let's take a look at the goods and see what you brought in with us today. Cause, oh, in my bag. Yeah, let's get it out of the bag. Get the bag. Fezzi's being on his best behavior, though. I'm very, very proud of him today. He said something positive, and it went back in. All right. Now, this is all from, did you vote on the SAGs? Yeah. How did your voting do? Uh, pretty good. Theory of everything, which sounds like it's too much for me. Imitation Game. And Birdman. You know, I saw Birdman, but I didn't like it. You know what? It's... it's. I'm going to give it another try. It's I think a I was thespian in... movie. See, here's the thing. When I saw it, I might have been in a bad mood, because I thought I went there to like it. <laughs> and I go, I see you acting, I see you acting. I see... You know what I mean? Like, I want to lose... Now, have you seen Boyhood? 
No. And I have that. It's an idea that I wanted to do with me and Earl. <laughs> and I want to show Earl changing over the last 15 years old, which, by the way, would be none. nothing. Looks exactly <laughs> the same. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. And then he says to me, well, I got some white in my beard. I go, I don't see it, Earl. You look the same. It is the absolute same, man. Everyone keeps telling me. They tell that to me. They tell it to my brother, who's older than I am. And he, but looks exactly the same, right? Exactly the same. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, I've yelled at a guy a couple times, and they're like, what? Did you just call me? And it's not you. No. Matter of fact, I saw a guy one day. And I almost take a picture because we were calling him Brown Earl. He was like <laughs> Earl, but he only dressed in brown. He was completely dressed in brown. It looked like Earl. And first I yelled, Earl, you working for the UPS? And it wasn't you. But that's what bla- that's what matching is. The black people's to wear the same exact colors. Yeah. That's... Have your sneakers match your hat. Yeah, every time. <laughs> I don't know why, but every time. Earl, out of the whole weekend, you watched all the basketball, right? Yeah, I, I caught the slam dunk and the uh, the Steph Curry show, the three-point shooting contest. That was amazing. I love that kid. Who's your favorite player to watch in the game right now? Curry, because he's just fearless. He'll he'll just throw it up in from anywhere. Golden State going to win it all this year? Uh, I, I don't think so. Who's going to win it all? Cleveland? Are you going back to LeBron? No, I, I, don't, th- I don't think Cleveland's ready. San Antonio uh, going to do it one more time? Um... If they actually get in, because the West is so loaded with talent, if they get in, they're they're very dangerous because they know how to. They just know the system, the playoff system, better than anybody. Mm. That's the thing about us; we're not good in the playoffs. I'm talking about white people. <laughs> <laughs> who's your favorite white player right now? <laughs> your favorite white player? All uh, right. Uh, who's that kid in a played at St. John's? Uh, Atlanta? You gotta go down that far. Corver, uh, Kyle Corver. They all look the same to me, Earl, so I don't know. <laughs> Dirk, he's got to be your favorite white player right now. Is Dirk still playing? What yeah. year is yeah, he's yeah. Still yeah. Still playing. Still playing. How old is he? 36. And they just Ugh. picked up Stoudemire. They said it's going to be a right, great right. backup. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Stoudemire, I think, is a good move, to tell you the truth. I know a lot of people don't like him, but... I mean, he's got two glass knees, but he still gives you, what, almost 13 points in, what, nine Ten re- minutes? And yeah. riding rebounds yeah. off the bench. and then That's a game changer for a yeah. team running for the playoffs. You know, if you're going for the playoffs, you like to have that guy come off and do that. Yeah, there and we go down and ice him. Ice the knees, buddy. <laughs> the good one. Oh. Shit, we're almost at March Madness right now. Wow. I haven't even caught up on college basketball. I think it's Kentucky. Earl, still did you, uh, uh, Chris, did you ever hear back if we're going to do that thing with uh, March Madness thing with uh, the comedy club? I haven't heard back yet. I'm going to check in with Gil today. Why do you wait until I tell you? What is this thing of producing? Like, this is how it's changed, Earl. Ron has to say it before anyone starts moving. Uh, I, I've been a civilian for what, almost six years You'll now. never go back to radio, would you? Under right. any circumstances. I'd love to come you back. hate radio. No. Despise it. <laughs> I still dream about it. So. Do you really? Yeah. Stealing? No. The, 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 all the shit you used to see. You can't no, steal now with all the, the downloads. The, the dead air dreams. I still have the dead air dreams. I do, too, and they're live. I mean, they're real. They're not dreams. They're actually happening in here. That's the difference, Earl. Mm-hmm. You know what I say to you when you get out of radio? Enjoy it. <laughs> Live your life. Live your life without a microphone. Lene, right now, we could, she could just start over, like in Witness Protection Program. <laughs> 
<laughs> when you're 18, you should come back and we'll take your picture and put it up on Twitter. But we can't do it now, I don't think, without being 17, right? No. You need parental um, p- uh, permission. Consent? Yeah. I'm right here. I'm, I think it's better to get both parents. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel really comfortable with you saying yes. You signing it might actually make it worse. Oh, well, boy. I am the custodian. Oh, boy. What does that mean? You clean up after her? Yes. Is that what you do? <laughs> you come by and lay it As a matter of fact, yes. Up, up. That's what it is. Um, we're going to the Dan Aykroyd unmasked in just a couple minutes. Uh, because of that, we're going to replay some. Is it a replay or did we cut this? Uh, is it live to tape? Live to tape. It's well, not a replay. I know we did it on Friday when I'd already done two shows. And then I was just going like this during the live to tape thing. Please just give me something, guys. Just say something back to me. Chris said like this. I was waiting for you to tell me to. Oh, I don't remember that part. They call me Puppet Master, but I have to be, Earl. Nobody would move. What do we talk about in the live to tape? Let's come in. We talk about um, Rob Sheffield's SNL list from Rolling Stone, where he ranks all oh, 141. I didn't, tell, I didn't tell you guys this. So I get a mean email from Victoria Jackson, who wrote to me over the weekend saying, I heard you said something that I only said one funny thing. Uh, and my whole time I was on there, I'm just curious, which was it? And I'm looking at this, going, I don't ever remember bringing up Victoria Jackson. <laughs> no, we haven't talked about Victoria Jackson since her failed political campaign. Right. See, that's the shit that happens. Send <laughs> <laughs> this that, part? Yes. That's the shit that happens. That homophobe can hear this. Oh, that's why you don't like yep. her? I can't stand her. But she doesn't send you many emails. She sends <laughs> no. <them> to me. <laughs> She's getting a lot of weight. All right, you guys. <laughs> I know. I don't think I said a thing about her. One joke. Uh, if she got off one joke during SNL, that's being kind to her. All right, Fez two thousand <laughs> at AOL is where you want to send it, Victoria. Not to Ron and Fez. So she's yelling at you for something you didn't say. I don't. I think she got me and Rob Sheffield confused. Because <laughs> if anyone ever reminds remembers us bringing up on the air eight six six Ron zero Fez, but I certainly don't. Wow, that, she just how do you start yelling at you? That's kind of weird. I don't know. I'd rather have Larry King come in and ask me a bunch of stuff. Um, what did she end up doing on something on Disney? Lene? Yeah, I, she was she was getting t- tickets. <laughs> <laughs> so Dan Aykroyd is coming up a little bit. So while we run off and do that, we will play you this list by Rob Sheffield, which apparently made a lot of people angry and you know Belushi is on the cover of uh, Rolling Stone after all these years yeah after all these years 30 what some years after he died probably 32 33 33 33 in March yeah 82 and he was 33 when he died right yeah he was about to turn 30. I thought he was the same as Jesus. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> Jesus was only 33, but he never married, which is odd for a guy. That's my thing. It happens. If Lene lived in Philly, she'd be married right now and pushing a carriage around. <laughs> we decided to settle down when I got to my junior year. <laughs> Uh, Chris Stanley gets a call from his guy, the, the owner of the building he lives in, and he's giving you what, Chris, today? Okay. 
So I today a air filter the size of what he said a end table is being dropped off my apartment to take control of the cigarette smoke that's in there. Now, are you supposed to put it in your window? I, I, they haven't told me that part yet. I'm going to guess I'm just going to put it in my living room because that's where I smoke the majority of my cigarettes. Would you please take a picture of that that we can put on Twitter later? <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Done. We'll get it later tonight. <laughs> but yeah, because my neighbor is a total maniac and she harasses the landlord saying, I'm going to sue you if you don't do something about the cigarette smoke in the apartment next to mine. Every week. I've talked to the landlord. They're like, Have you ever had a discussion with the lady? Oh, yeah. She, um, first of all, I try to dodge her as much as possible. but <laughs> Like you do with me. <laughs> That's Chris meeting a problem. <laughs> but then she'll sometimes corner me and be like, listen, Chris, um, we have to do something about this, uh, this cigarette smoke. I don't want to have to take this to the legal courts. And she'll just repeat the same things over and over again for about 10 minutes as I'm, as I'm just staring at her. It's like, look, I, the fucking window's open, lady. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to tell you. Um, why don't you start to complain about her farting? <laughs> she does bring a lot of young dudes into the apartment. It's always... <laughs> Definitely have heard her making love, to put it nicely. That's nice. Oh, all right. That's all reason to live in New York. Because somebody got railed. <laughs> but, although for you, when your dad brings home those e-harmony dates, that's got to get weird. Yeah, I, uh, I leave the house for the night. Do you? Is that what you do? Saturday nights. Yeah. I, I, I know, this Saturday night. I'll give her a text. Stay with your mom. Are you uh, dating age-appropriate women or? Yeah, slightly younger. Yeah, although he does uh, approach me many on many occasions asking me if uh, 22, 23 is uh, inappropriate for him. But, yeah. What am I going to do, man? To each his own. <laughs> What's it feel like for you, though? You're, this is family counseling, so you can say your own. I mean, how tough has it been for, for your parents to be this way? Uh, I mean, some days are worse than others, but yeah. uh, I've grown uh, to, uh, I don't know, accept it. Accept it or just numb over and just... I, I don't to listen to it. him half the time when he's... Because uh... <sighs> he's... Yeah. 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 What are the Greeks uh, drink? What is that? Uzo. Yeah. <laughs> Moonshine. Uzo to Boozo. Rig That's what Moonshine. they call him. <laughs> Here comes Boozo to Uzo. What about your mom? Is she dating? Yeah. I bet. I bet it was easy for her. But she didn't have to go online to do it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think she did, no. No. <laughs> she wouldn't have to. She does that okay for herself. Thanks. Yeah, but all hell broke loose when uh, he found out that she was dating. I get my neighbors coming up to me. Why yeah. Why would you get angry? You my neighbors come on. up to me, you know, they go like, I don't want to upset you. I go, okay, but you're going to. And they say, you know, we saw her walking around with this guy. We went to say hello. She didn't say hello. I go, what do you want me to do? And then I get upset because she moved back in my neighborhood. Why do you get upset? Why won't you let her go on with her life? Oh, don't live around me. What's new daddy like? Is he a nice guy? Uh, yeah, but uh, he's still a little uh, resentful. Toward my mom, so the new guy's resentful. I mean, I guess that's the the old part that still that bleeds into the new. I think he's talking about your uh, your, your new daddy. Stuff. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, I, I the one the neighbors are talking about. Yeah. <laughs> he's. I mean, I I haven't really seen him that many times to really mm -hmm. know not, what he's. But is he more like, like more of a dad to you than your own dad? You know what I mean? Like. It's, <laughs> Do you finally have a role model that you can look up to? Real cool, One dude. that isn't blasting Kiss music and <laughs> playing along with the drum machine, too? 
wanna rock you know what well, I mean he's a film editor so wow yeah. he went to uh, he's I, I don't know exactly how many awards he's won but he just went to Sundance wow that's great <laughs> and you want to get in the business this is perfect that's fantastic yeah and then I have yeah him blasting his uh, yeah you know what are you, the weekend cat? Is that what your job is? <laughs> what do you do for kiss? What do you do for that kiss band? What are you guys called? Kiss Christmas, Nation. Kiss Nation. We're called. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Is that the <laughs> name Kiss- of you guys? We did a nice little thing in, in the Poconos in November. Oh yeah, in I November. heard about that. You had a big Kissman party. Everybody could come by. <laughs> Valentine's Day was big for you. No, no, we're slow right now. Um, you're doing another thing over in the Poconos, right? We played in the Poconos. Yeah, Poconos Rock City. That's yeah, the that's big it. name of the whole thing. <laughs> it's funny when we go, how are you, Paradise Stream? You know, oh, that's God. great. Great stuff. Yeah, and you had a uh, room with a, uh, what was it? A heart-shaped Midget. tub. A heart-shaped, yeah. <laughs> and a glass, uh, like a, a glass champagne. shower and champagne. Yeah, it was nice. You walk in there and you go like this, excuse me, can I get a a, a room with a Jew? Thank you. <laughs> That's nice. It's all working out. Mike, I didn't know that you had your nose done, too. 92. Yeah. I broke it a lot of times. Oh, yeah, so. it might be time for a touch-up. <laughs> <laughs> this is the nicest you and Fez have ever gotten along. I know. Maybe we're going to try to get B- BL back on. I Pull wouldn't Fez do that. Out of this fucking... <laughs> Would you like to apologize to Mikey? For Father? What? For all the trouble over For his years. imposition in my life? He hasn't done anything. Look at this. The look fact all... that he keeps showing up here? But look at all the great things that he brought. The screeners. The drummer didn't even show up with the drumming movie. I didn't get that one. That was not um, nominated by SAG. No. But J.K. Simmons might win. I don't know. Have you seen it, Earl? I haven't seen it, but I, I love J.K. Simmons as an actor. I think he, I think he's going to win it. I think. Let no me guess. Your favorite movie this year, Selma? Yes, it was. I know. It actually was. It's not a, not hard for me to pick that out, Earl. <laughs> it's a fantastic film. Would you consider it a comedy? No. And what was I laughing at? <laughs> Just the circumstances. That's all. Jeez. The two buddies. Why don't you guys shake hands? Never. And I don't know why he's trying to agree with me, thinking that I like him. How many years has this battle been going on between you two? Is it ten? Ten years? Yeah. Yeah, 2005. Mm -hmm. A decade. And it feels like it's only getting started. What are you talking about? How could a fight last ten years? Because things keep happening along the way. Have I ever had a fight with you in the last ten years? No. Mikey, have I had a fight with you in the last ten years? No. How can you guys then fight with each other? What What is that about? Mikey is an entitled person who feels he can just waltz in here whenever he wants to. He's invited. Uh, he wanted to just come into my home ten years ago why when I didn't want he, him there. Why can you drop that? Lene has got a new nose. Lene was still in diapers when this fight started. That's how crazy you are. I have no problem with Lene. That's why I, I complimented her nose. All right, but and on. I think she should call this new guy in her mom's life dad so she can get in the show business. But here's the thing, Fez. <laughs> you love your dad, right? Yes. Could you imagine if somebody was mean to your dad how you would feel about him? Yeah, well, then... Could you be friends with somebody 
who was always fighting with your dad? No. Well, then what do you expect? How do you expect Lene to feel? Then every, nobody has to show up here. All right, so now you're mad at Lene. <laughs> no, if Lene has a problem, I can understand if she wouldn't want to come around. That isn't building a bridge. I don't want to build a bridge. If there's even any, any pieces of wood that are left to that bridge, I'd like to turn those into cinders. Jeez. Oh, you're not, you can't even look at this, huh? This is a little, uh, <laughs> this reminds me of a... Of what he's been doing for 10 years. Yeah. Every time. yeah. <laughs> Nothing new about it. I would love to find a way around this. Now, I'll be busy for the next three days seeing my movies. <laughs> I'm going to really try to give Birdman, I call it Birdman because it's a bit, I'm going to try to give it another thing where I'm not so, I don't know what it was. And because he, everybody else was loving it, it felt very distant. Thank you, Earl. <laughs> That's how I felt. I felt like I was on a long distance run around. If I'm going to quote, yes, one more time. Um, it's a good movie. It's just, it's like very like it's almost like snobbish. Would you be willing to burn this, bury this thing with Fez? Sure. Okay, I'm halfway there. See, and he does that so that I look like the asshole on the See, air. No. But you, but he you, just tries to get people against me. Hold on, look what Christy Forbes is eating. Nice sushi. Uh, it looks like cafeteria sushi. She sent to us. Um, <laughs> I don't think she's better eat. I don't know. Let's go. Uh, let's go over here to Gus. Gus, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Fez. Ron wouldn't have to have the people that you hate in this fucking show every day if you just fucking say something to him for about an hour a day. Fuck you, Gus. Because you, guess what? He's not here. He's not here hosting. He's here because he brought in DVDs. He's but here because he, he wants to see a free fucking Dan Aykroyd show. But he is going to be co-hosting today, Fez. Fuck you, Gus. Fuck you, you. Why don't you name yourself after something other than a fat Cinderella mouse? I don't. Know. I don't know. I'm not familiar with that. Was that fucking the- asshole? What happened there, Fez? You almost left? No, I just... Nothing happened. Okay. Just so mad at the fat Cinderella mouse? mouse? Fucking asshole. And see, this is what Mikey does. This is what the calls that he wants. Oh, I'd love to bury this. Fuck you. I don't want to bury it. So why don't you quit bringing it up? If you respect me so much, why don't you fucking stay away and fuck, fucking bring it up that this is my fault and you want to bury the hatchet? I don't want to, but you can't can I say something now? Best line that you had in a long time was saying that guy looks like the fat Cinderella man. Oh, you know he does. He's but running around in a shirt and no pants and a stupid felt hat. I don't even know this thing, but I think I think the reference is amazing. It's just uh, I couldn't I, think of another Gus except but, the jackass who kicks field goals in another Disney movie. Boy, you're gonna do a lot of. Um, uh, a lot of like Disney references. Right, that looks like Tracy Morgan and not Gus at all. <laughs> that is Tracy Morgan. All right, so that's Gus. That's Gus. So that's, that's Gus the caller. That's a weird <laughs> fucking put down line. That's a strange put down line. Um, look who it is, our old buddy Gvac. Hey, Gvac. There he is. Oh, oh my no. God. Oh, right. 
Christ. We haven't heard from this guy in forever. I don't think it's the same guy. I don't think that's the same guy. Doesn't sound like him. Chris, why don't you get involved with me? Is that the same guy or not? Uh, doesn't sound like it. Doesn't sound. He would be talking if it was the same guy. Uh, no, it's not about talking. I'm about the harmonic itself sounds different. It's like a different key. Yes, thank you. It's a different key of life. What are you going to do when the Stevie Wonders dies? How bad is that going to be for you? Uh, I'll, I'll be inconsolable. Okay, Saturday for you. Stevie Wonder dies. Your parents die. Ooh. Our parents, absolutely. Okay. Totally. So your parents make better music than Stevie Wonder. That's what <laughs> you're saying. Make better music? What is it? <laughs> no, my parents. Your parents are still alive? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, parents are doing great. Actually, your mom looks unbelievable. You know, 50, what, 57 years married? Still mm. going strong. Wow. Married for 57 years. Yes. And still with that base. <laughs> what did I do? Tight, knock huh? the thing down? I think I knocked uh, the phone apart during the Cinderella ma mouse, uh, which was just uh, an amazing line to me. Um, hey, Scott, Scott in Illinois. Yeah, says you got some balls, man, talking to a guy like that in front of his kid. If that was me, he would have had a bloody lip a long time ago. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure. Real tough, real tough now, aren't you? So are you, calling from Illinois. His name is Scott. I mean, what, what is what he married? Uh, named okay. after paper? I mean, come on. <laughs> Toilet paper. <laughs> Everything's going crazy in this place today. It's crazy energy, man. <laughs> um, here's uh, Bo. Bo, you're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, hey, Fezzy, man, you are so amped up, brother. You all right? No, my heart's pounding a mile a minute. <laughs> hey, I was just calling about boyhood and why it was more like a, I guess, an interesting um, project than it was really a film. It doesn't tell the story, man. Like, it's an amazing achievement as far as, you know, how long it took to make and getting everybody together over the years, a week or two, a year for the last 12 years. But it doesn't tell a story. Just nothing happens he gets older and nothing happens the other life happens that's the thing you get to sit there and think of your own dramatic life what if we just saw something with Lene do it what if we shot this now that would one been a week year yeah when she was a little kid and if you watch boyhood you will think about your own kid and then you'll think about your own parents or yeah but but you just you, you're watching it and like I'm experiencing my own life and I know what it's like for my kids I'm experiencing that. So if I'm, if I'm You haven't given me a reason to dislike this. <laughs> His phone fell apart? Yeah, he dropped off. Um, it's difficult to, to make, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think it's certainly it's a different kind of film to make, uh, which is Birdman is a different kind of film to make as well. You know, these were boyhood. I mean, what was the twelve years they did? What a couple shot a couple of weeks, and the idea was, you know, that you watch this arc of a kid would grow up and you know go through these little life, like small life changes. But for him, those were big changes. It's weird that the film has never been done before. When you think about it, 
Now, would you want to be one of the actors and look at yourself age 12 years? Would that be difficult? If you had to sit there and go like this, oh, shit. Because you're basically just watching time whip by on you. Yeah, but you also have to have a lot of discipline, too, because I guess were they conscious of, like, you know what? I got to, like, um, keep an eye on weight, keep an eye on No, appearance. they no. just let themselves age. So apparently you haven't seen this. Not all of it. You haven't seen <laughs> any of it. How could somebody... With the trailer? Is that what you're talking about? No, I had a... Uh, the, um, what? A Chris a Stanley special. A Chris oh. Stanley special. Yeah. That's What's that mean? You were high? No. <laughs> um, what happened? Here's Chuck. Chuck, go ahead, buddy. How are you, Fuzzy? Oh, fuck you, Chuck Wagon. Why are you so serious? Is that well, the real Chuck Wagon? Yeah. Fuzzy. Fuck you. Chuck, why don't you do more racist shit online so you can embarrass Top Chef or whatever fucking piece of shit show you were on? Fezzy, hug Mikey. Hug Mikey D. Hug a grenade. Uh, here's Les. In Salt, that's good. Les in Salt Lake. Hey, I want to ask Fez a question. Hey, I'm right here, Les. Why are you mad? Because you I want to ask anything. Fez a question. I'm right here. Just ask the damn question. Why the, why why the big setup? Why are you setup? angry? Because Mikey D's here, and I do not like him. BL's on the phone. I do not like her. Who do you like? I like you. That's it? You're the only friend in my life, and that's all I need. That's odd. Come on. How about Chris? Been here a long time. <laughs> How about Earl? If Chris had gotten Chris the DVDs like he said, then Mikey wouldn't be sitting here. My computer broke. I couldn't predict that. Uh, so what is it, Les? Guys, calm down. You're, you're going to like me. What do you want? Do you think it's healthy to be so angry at so many people? No, and I wasn't angry before. Ron talked about how I was being nice. Then this bullshit starts of, I'll bury the hatchet. Just to get calls like this coming in. But, but we should bury the hatchet. No, like I don't want to. If someone really respected me and cared about how I felt like he claims he does, he wouldn't show up here and he wouldn't start that shit. Life is short, buddy, and we should all try to, you know... Make our amends whenever we can. I'm fine with it. I don't want to turn into Larry King here, but what <laughs> happened? Uh, Bo. Oh, no, we already talked to him. Um, here's uh, Sam. Sam, go ahead. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Um, you guys turned me on to this movie when you had the uh, director uh, on the boyhood director. His name escapes me, but... Uh, it didn't Richard show my Linklater. I, I'm I'm not uh, a guy that will go to the movies, but this is the one I, I had to see after after hearing him talk, and it's it, it really is it's like life. I mean, th if you look at it, things don't change from day to day, and then suddenly twelve years goes by. Everything changes. Different. I mean, look, Lene, right now, all you're thinking about is moving out, right? Yeah, it's the next step. Wow. That's what life is about. No, no I, I like no, college. I but what do you want to do? Keep her? No, no, no. He does. She should fly. No, he does. He, I got my first acceptance to Stony Brook. He can't stop talking about it. Is that right? But I applied to USC out in California. Hey, let's just take Stony Brook, honey. <laughs> let's stop fooling ourselves. You know what I mean? Let's just say Stony Brook. And that I don't know whether everyone's familiar with that. 
But you don't even get into Stony Brook unless you have your own pencil and notebook. I mean, that place doesn't play games. There's got to be a number two pencil. Uh, Jay, NFLA. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey. I think I really love Angry Fez. Angry Fez is probably my new is my favorite Fez because either there's Sad Fez where he sits and cries. Well, he attacked one Fez. guy on his name Gus, and the next guy for call from Illinois, as if that's something to be embarrassed of. <laughs> so, I mean, you got the thing down that you're going to be a roastmaster, I guess. But the things that you attack on are odd. Um, here's uh, Troy, Troy, New Jersey. Yeah, hey, uh, Brad was listening to the show. Just wanted to say that the ABA is still vibrant and still alive. Um, and there's still four ABA teams in the NBA. Yeah, that's true. But that's like saying the the AFL is still here. It's not. <laughs> it's, you know what I mean? Well, well, I'm, I'm, I'm an owner of a team, and we play in Jacksonville, and that's a 5,000-seat stadium this, this Friday. What team do you own? We're the ABA Philadelphia Spirit. Uh, Philly haven't had Dr. J all those years and other players. Philly never had an ABA team, so uh, we went on and purchased the franchise for Philadelphia, and this is our inaugural season. And uh, where do you guys play in Philly? We actually uh, play in Burlington City. Uh, we were going to play at Newman University, but it uh, didn't work out in Philly, so we're playing at uh, Burlington. I have and to apologize to you. I didn't know the ABA was still around. Did you know it, Earl? <laughs> no idea. I thought they got, they got merged in with the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, it's, no, it's 72 teams uh, still in the ABA. Uh, what happens is there's not a lot of television, so we don't get a lot of television view, but that's being worked on. There's some streaming on ESPN3. But, uh, you know, nothing too vibrant. And there still is a perpetual agreement between the NBA and the ABA. So that's why it's kind of hard to uh, come out of the shadow. All right, my friend. Thank you. Peace. Thank you, Rock. Take care. Um, Dave. Dave, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, buddy. So listening to the guy talk about that new movie, Boyhood, reminded me of another Link Letter film, which I, I've always hated, uh, Dazed and Confused. I don't see what the big deal is about that movie. And I graduated high school in 94. Look, I watched that movie. I watched it twice. Nothing fucking happened. High school you know, happens. I'm, I'm, I'm watching party, that shit. It's like, the keg party happens. People are, the, your nerves are so raw at that time. Do you, you guys feel like you can't be in a movie unless, uh, watch a movie unless somebody has a gun or a spaceship. You know what I mean? <laughs> life happens. You know how many times I've seen a gunfight in my life? Never. But I see it in movies all the time. But you... That's the weird thing that we think nothing happens. A boy growing up happens. That's real. Lene leaving her dad, her dreams of USC, settling for Stony Brook, <laughs> which is great. What's your major going to be? Uh, at USC, if I get accepted, it would be uh, computer science mm -hmm. and in the gaming industry. So it's a little... Let's... Um, Let's pull that down to humanities. What do you say? We just we go for humanities. You know, take some basic English. Why don't you study shorthand? Things like that. Things that become unuseful in life. Yeah, liberal arts. Yeah. yeah. 
You know, dental school is uh, <laughs> fun to be one of those assistants. So if you do go to Stony Brook, are you going to move there or? Oh, yeah, I would, I would dorm there. Oh, she's out. That'll be it for you, Mikey. That's it. Your job is over. The only one left in your life then is Fess. That's it. And you're completely alone. When I say, hey, Mikey, why, why are you named after a guy in a cereal commercial? I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> um, let's go over here to uh, Isaiah. You're on the run, Fez Show. Hey, what's up, Ronnie? Hey. Hey, I just wanted to say, uh, you're right, Fez. Fuck Mikey D, dude. Like, no one can tell you, oh, you have to bury the hatchet. You have to drop it. It's your life. You can choose whatever the fuck you want to like and who you don't want to like. He's yeah. an asshole to you, and like you said, if he respected you, you wouldn't be fucking showing up and jumping in everyone's business all the fucking time. Absolutely. Hold on, you're going to the big-ass prize closet. We'll get you a copy of Pendulette's book, Every Day is an Atheist Holiday. Thank you for calling. So make sure you get his information. He's absolutely right. It's exactly what I said. What was his name? It was uh, Isaiah. Isaiah in Utah. He's not up there. Good work in the booth. He'll call back. Um, it is a Ron and Fez show. We're about to go to tape. In a couple of minutes so we can go do the thing. But it's all new material. It's us talking about who uh, that list on SNL. Who would you have picked the most valuable player of all time? Eddie Murphy. Without question, Eddie Murphy. What about you, Mikey? Myers. Mike Myers. What would you pick, Lynette? Hmm. Come on, honey. This isn't Stony Brook. You got to have an answer. (laughs) Okay? We're not here to let you, you know, be yourself. That's a hard question. I mean, yeah, questions are going to be hard once you get to college. Even Stony Brook. Even Stony Brook. Don't have an answer for this. Give you an incomplete. Uh, I'll take a pass for now. Okay, well, this will be the end of it. <laughs> so try it again next semester. Earl, uh, I know you're texting along with the show. Guess what? I'm going to give away something. I chose the same, same as you. Yeah, Murphy. Because the for, biggest star. Biggest star. I mean. Had the best movie career. Still. Still. Um, if I'm not mistaken, the only the only active member to ever host the show. Yeah, that's because Nick Nolte got drunk. <laughs> and, ma- and quite Nick possibly, Nolte was supposed to host that show. Got fucked up. And single-handedly saved the show. Saved the show. And NBC was, NBC was ready to pull the plug. They were done with it. It was just creatively it was spent... It was getting its ass kicked in ratings. They were ready to pull the plug. He, him and Piscopal arguably saved the show. Well, I think you're being very kind when you throw Piscopal into it. But Michael Myers' movies have made much more than, than Eddie Murphy's movies. No. No? Not even close. Hmm. Eddie Murphy is an international star. Eddie Murphy's made like 
30, 40 movies. Yeah, the last few movies, though, they didn't make anything. They always well, do well. I mean, you can say that about oh, everybody. Okay. Right. I mean, you can say that about Mike Myers. He stopped making movies after one tubed. One tubed. <laughs> he's like, I'm done. You don't like the love guru? I'm done then. Forget it. Uh, it happens. You know, uh, you don't stay a giant comedy star. Uh, but Murphy is... I mean, people that don't remember how big he was in the 80s, it's just, it's phenomenal. Giant arena tours, music albums, movies that people were going crazy for. A friend of mine was with him when they went to the Bahamas, and he says it was like Beatlemania. Like, they got to the hotel, and they turned on the TV, and every station was just like Eddie Murphy's. <laughs> it would be the, the weirdest thing ever. Let's see what's on the news. Oh, I see the news. I'm here. And like in Beverly Hills Cop was didn't Beverly Hills Cop was like one of the first movies to crack two hundred million? Yeah, it was gigantic. Um here's uh Ryan. Ryan, you're on the run of Fed show. Hey, uh I just wanna call in and say Fezzy sounds awesome. That hugger grenade line had me cracking up like crazy. So uh rock out, Fez, keep it up. You're winning them, Fez. You're winning the hearts and minds. It's not hard. I'm up against Mikey D. No, that was that against one, callers. <laughs> Mikey brings out the, you know, the snake. <laughs> I don't appreciate him doing it. Why? You're more involved in today's show than you were before he got here. Because he'll take credit for that and try to turn the audience on me. Yes, that's what I'll do. What, what, are they normally with you? Diabolical. Even more so than they usually are. Um, here is uh, Eric. Eric in Colorado. Hey, buddy. Hey. Hey, uh, I just heard on another radio station they were talk commenting about the, all the SNL alumni, and Eddie Murphy is number one with like three point. Two six billion dollars in movie receipts for every movie he's been in total gross, and Mike Myers is like number six on the list. Oh wow! Who's number two? Uh, who the fuck was number two? Come well, on, Farrell. God huh? damn it! I forget well, now Farrell? who they said was number two on the list. Was it Farrell? No, Farrell was farther down the list. Wow! Because it's a. Uh, yeah, I, I, all I remember was that he was number one, and I think Bill Murray was, uh, like, tied for, like, ninth. Would Sandler be a good guest? Oh, Sandler's oh, yeah, a great sure. guest. It's got to be Sandler. Sandler's monster in terms of how long he's been making hit movies. And now he's going straight to Netflix. There's a story up on the iBank today that he's taking his next movie that he's doing with all these stars. I think it's called Ridiculous Six. Owen Wilson, all these people. And it's up on Netflix. Hey, uh, and uh, here's a piece, too, about movies. It's up on the iBank today. Amy Schumer uh, is Apatow going to turn her into a big star. I think it's a lock. Everybody I've heard of who's been in or seen anything about this movie tells me it's just incredible. The trailer looks great. Yeah, the trailer looks fantastic. <laughs> this is Apatow directing it or just producing it? I thought he was directing it. Directing it. I think it's going to be his biggest movie from everything I see on it right now. But that's up on the iBang. Make sure you go over and check that out. Um, by the way, our people are sending stuff in. Number two on that list, Dan Aykroyd. Mm. 
third, and this is kind of cheating, Robert Downey Jr. Wow. Who had a cup of, cup of coffee at SNL. <laughs> you didn't put an asterisk on that one. Uh, Beth, Beth, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, Fezzy, I think you should be mad at Ronnie because he's the one who said that you should bury the hatchet with Mikey D. What? He's I, I not still... giving Mikey D the answers to say. But I still think they should bury the hatchet. I think well, it's a good that idea. Might be true, but you're sh- you are a shit stirrer, Mister. And you know it. Wait a minute. What am I? A little shit stirrer. Uh, but I think that everybody should be friends. Well, Why is that stirring shit? <laughs> I just I listen all the time, Ron, and you're really good at kind of getting things going. Wait, how and would I be getting things going by saying everybody should be friends? Is that an awful you, thing? Because you know what it reminds not, me of no. another awful person, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> He I guess awful. he was a shit stir. Oh, ooh, that's a good point. And that reminds me of another shit stir, Gandhi. And then finally another shit stir, Martin Luther King Jr. Not Boom. the first guy. Well, <laughs> oh, you got me there, but... But seriously, don't you think everybody should be friends? I do, but I think you knew it would get fancy going, so you thought you'd just start that up a little no, bit. No, honestly, uh, I got a call from Mikey. That, uh, you know, he wanted us to see Linnea's nose. I said, oh, bring me in some movies. <laughs> Fez was going okay. And then I said, we should all be friends. I guess I'm uh, sorry if I think everybody should be friends. Well, I, just thought it I was guess just a maybe Christian I'm wrong then, do. you think? Maybe, can we be friends, Ron? I'll be friends with you, Beth. All right. Yeah. Fezzy, Even though you seem friends? to be named after a Kiss song, girl, <laughs> you know? Beth, I hear you calling. <laughs> it's my favorite song, too. Just relax, dude. How about that? We'll be right Fuzzy. back with more SNL talk as I go over and talk with Dan Aykroyd. It's the Ron and Fez Show. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce Ron and Fez on Ron Dog. Comedy hit. Buddies, it's the Ron and Fez Show. Tuesday. Article up on the uh, iBank today about Judd Apatow and Amy Schumer. Just how big is this going to blow up? Dan Murphy put this together. I'm predicting big things, and I thought the trailer looked dead on. The trailer blew me away. Just with every single guest star, every single person. John, I was surprised to see John Cena. I was very happy, actually. You didn't think they could get John Cena? As opposed to other people, I kind of like John Cena. I know he gets all this hate from the WWE people, but I don't think he's that terrible an actor. I saw that movie he was in the Marine. You know why you like him? Why is that? You're a real nerd. <laughs> he's a goody two-shoes. Yeah, like you. Fa- yeah, he's a face. A face in a world of heels. John Cena. 
Someone's got to be the face. Well, I'm glad we turned this into a John Cena conversation and not a Judd Apatow, Amy Schumer conversation. But uh, Dan Murphy has uh, put an article up there. Go and read it. He leads a little less on the John Cena talk that Chris does, but um, it's up on the Interabang today. You know, there's been a another uh, piece that's out there, other than can Judd Apatow make Amy Schumer a mainstream star? And by the way, I think lock it up. I think it's due. But Rolling Stone uh, did an article uh, the other day of every single person who's ever been an actor on the Saturday Night Live program Lined up from worst to first. And by Mr. Rob Sheffield. Oh, our buddy Rob Sheffield, who is kind of the pop culture writer for Rolling Stone. This list, while comprehensive, I have serious beefs with. Well, don't you think that's true of every list that's ever been done in history? Like when they'll do the 500 greatest albums of all time, it kind of drives me crazy. I'm like, really? 500 greatest? (laughs) And there's four Beatles albums in the top ten? I happen to scream a lot when reading a list. How could this happen? I know. Why would why would this person do this? Now we know, yeah. Uh, we don't know why we're making the, the defining thing because we know Rob, and it's just his list. Well, you could have easily put together your list. I've given so much power over his, over, his, over over myself to his opinion. It, it's just it's hurting me because he's written it as a list. It seems like it's more important than your opinion. You definitely, know what I mean? Because yours isn't written down in a list. It's not ranked. My opinion isn't ranked right now, like his is. Well, most of the people uh, on the list, some of these names, I'm just. It makes me laugh to see him again. <laughs> I haven't seen him in years and years and years. Some of these names, I don't even recall. I forgot Randy Quaid was on Saturday Night Live. Well, he was in that weird era when they brought the stars back, you know? All right. Matter of fact, I might be wrong about that. He might have... It wasn't when they had the the stars even checked in a little bit to the Lorne time. Like, the, when Lorne was gone, they had the Billy Crystal-type stars. Yeah. But the Robert Downey Jr.'s Randy Quaid, I think that was Lorne's deal, right? I think that was right, at, yeah, right after. Mm. And Robert Downey Jr. coming in dead last. Well, somebody's got to be last. Yeah. And I have no problem with it. I mean, he wasn't set at that time of his life to do this. You know what I mean? And really, like, that was his, his one foray in the sketch. I guess you could say, like, he didn't do it before, he didn't do it after. He was just a no, movie No, they just star. called him because he was, well, he wasn't, I guess he was like a teen star, but he went there like Michael, they went at Michael Hall, right? Michael, Michael was C. It? Hall? No, Michael Anthony Hall. Michael, yeah. You're thinking of Dexter. They never wanted Dexter. Uh, but Michael Anthony Hall, and Michael Anthony Hall was like, look, if you want me, you got to take my buddy, um, Robert Downey Jr. I know he doesn't seem like much. But I got to be with him. And then Michael Anthony Hall left, and Robert Downey Jr. tried to, you know, slug it out in the world that he never made. Um, so somebody's got to be last. I'm more offended by the list of how low that he had Jim Brewer, and oh. then called Jim Brewer an asshole. 
He also has uh, Gilbert Lowe, Colin Quinn Lowe. That's criminal, dude. Uh, why didn't you yell that's criminal for Brewer? Uh, Nora McDonald Lowe. Here's one I don't remember that she was. I did not remember that Laurie Metcalf was on the show. She must have been only on for like a season. Well, there's plenty of people who've only done a season. To have two of the weekend update guys at 135 and 136, Norm McDonald and Colin Quinn, out of 141 people, I think Rob Sheffield's lost his mind completely. Norm McDonald. Fired from the show, though, Chris. I mean, the mainstream, I know you love him, right? But the, the thing with Norm McDonald is that if you don't love him, you loathe him. He's one of those guys. And even back with Colin, Colin was under a lot of heat when he did that show. I remember. And I, at first, I didn't like him, but then I grew to love Colin Quinn at that desk. I thought he was hysterical. His interactions with any characters coming on were fantastic. All right, we well, got to figure out... And I want to get Fez in on this, too. But we've got to figure out what the criteria was. Is this writing that they did? Is it just performing? Is there any life after? And nothing after. Just I believe it was just performing on, the, on Saturday Night Night. So Live. if you were making this thing yourself, right? Yeah. What would be the criteria that you would use? I would use who was on the show. No writing, just what your performance on the air was. I understand that. But what is the criteria between good and bad? Is it returning sketch characters? Is it catchphrases that take off? Is it slang or is it being really subtle and cool? It's slang. It's destroying. It's it's not, I wouldn't say catchphrases, but it would be, recurring characters would be huge. Like Jim See, Br- I think that recurring characters is one of the worst things that ever happened to Saturday Night Live. That's where... I see it being a little more lazy than it is uh, creative. At the time, like I'd say, like in the '90s when it was like Pat and Hans and Franz. At the time, I loved all of them, like Wayne's World. But well, you were also a child. I was a little kid. And now that you're an adult, do you look at it the same way? Do you go back and watch It's Pat? And laughed, or Hans and Franz as, as, and laughed like you did before. Like, I see Hans and Franz on those commercials. The State Farm. Yeah, and I kind of cringe. I kind of like, why did we ever find that funny? It's really interesting that a lot of things that are done in comedy do not have a shelf life. To, uh, to quote, and actually misquote Patrice O'Neill, they age like bread, not wine. You know what I mean? Well, I, I I saw the commercials as well, and I sort of wondered what happened to Hans and Franz, and I realized, yeah, I was a kid. But, but I mean, it was of its time, so I think you just have to give it props for that. I don't know. I don't know. Like, do you give a song props because it sounds a lot like 1987, but now seems ridiculous to you? I don't know if I give it props for, uh, like, when you are of your time, a lot of times it means just lowest common denominator that worked at that time. And that is what would be the basis of hack. Hack doesn't mean you don't make people laugh. Hack means that you've done the least amount to make people laugh, you know? And uh, so it sounds like you got Hans and Franz would be at the top of your list. Not the top of your list, but they would be higher than they are. Why don't you take a couple minutes, think for a second, rattle the head out, and <laughs> think 
Where would your top five be? All right, my top five would be number one, Phil Hartman. I've never counted from one down to five, but okay, we can do that. So Phil Hartman is your all-time number one guy. Yeah, without a doubt, Phil Hartman. Number two, Chris Farley. Number three, Jim Belushi. Jim Belushi. John Belushi, excuse me. Uh, I've, uh, I'm already not getting him. Shelbo, you are a guy who has followed Saturday Night Live for some time. That's correct. I, I, read, I read that book that they put out like that was just the oral history of it, and I just read it in like a day. I couldn't get enough of it. Can you tell the difference between John and Jim Belushi? There may not be a bigger difference between two people. In not history. to Chris Stanley. Hans and Franz loves them both equally the same. All right. So, what's the criteria you would be looking at, Shelby? I'd be looking at the overall quality of the work that they put in. Like, sure, Kristen Wiig had that like Gilly character come back like ten times, but you know, if you look back, you hate that character. So, I don't know. I don't put recurring characters. In that high esteem, I put, you know, the quality of the sketches you put. Now, let's look over at Chris. If you take a Phil Hartman, and he's definitely, like, the most important guy of his time. But not necessarily the guy who knocks it out of the park. You know what I mean? Like, a guy like that, a Bill Hader... Even a Dan Aykroyd, they tend to be guys that can feed the ball to other people, but it's very rare that their character comes out and is the person who slays. They're the, they're the game show hosts a lot of the time. They can play okay. that role perfectly. And they, they sure they have some funny lines, but you're not really paying attention to them. So how high would you rank a Phil Hartman? I would put him at a five. Like, he has those great sketches, but the Chris Farley, that classic Matt Foley with Christina Applegate, that yeah. like first one that really popped, that wouldn't really pop as much without him as the straight-faced dad just remaining totally cool while Chris Farley is going nuts and smashing through tables. So which one would you give more credit to for the success of that sketch? I would give it to Farley. Give it to Farley. All right. So if you look back, who's your number one guy all time? My number one guy all time, Fred Armisen. Fred Armisen? What? See, the weird thing about this, all right, send me Antony in because I just want to see this. But I think people happen to pick as the best guy. You can tell how old they were. Like Chris was into a time... Where you could tell who was big when, you know, when he was younger. Let's try it now with Fez Watley. Fez Watley, we're sitting here, and I hate to pull you back into this, because I know you got a lot going on right now. Yeah, I was just trying to finish something up. During the show? Yeah, sorry about that. You don't have to be sorry. Um, now, we were talking about Rob uh, List of the greatest SNL guys of all time. Uh, Chris picked Phil Hartman. Shelby picked uh, Fred Armisen. What did we gave you that look? Fred Armisen? Yeah, you can't hear expressions on the radio. You don't think that he would rank high for you? No, no. Fred Armisen would not be in my top 2025. Can I explain the pick? Yeah, go ahead. 
there he there is no race a gender species that that man cannot play it's insane he could be playing like Barack Obama in one sketch the next like an Asian factory worker and he's hysterical in all of them where did he he's get great. in in Rob's where did Rob 23rd 23rd higher than even Fez would rank him alright Anthony who would be your number one Daryl Hammond Daryl Hammond is your number one guy. And the reason? He was on the show for 20 years, did probably a bunch of great uh, sketches. Mm -hmm. I know he wrote some great sketches. His impersonations were spot on. He actually, unlike a lot of people, invented the impression. I mean, he was doing impressions of people that uh, nobody else had done before. All right, Fez, can you talk about this or you got to leave again? No, I can talk about it. Are you sure? You got other stuff to do outside of here? All right. We know you wouldn't have Fred Armisen as your number one. Who's leaning to the top of Fez Watley's? Chris Farley. Chris Farley. I think if you watch all the years that Chris Farley was on Saturday Night Live... When he walks into a sketch, you immediately start laughing. Whether he's in the background uh, as the main character, you laugh every time you see Chris Farley. Very surprising to hear you go that way. I do admit he was a heavy set man. Now, I mean, to me, when I see Chris Farley getting the laughs for that thing where he had to shirt off or, you know, his pants falling down, I've always felt a little. Like, we never got the full subtlety of a Chris Farley. I always thought we got the yelling Chris Farley. I would have loved to have seen him do more. I, I think that if there's a guy who hit big on that show, but was boxed in and limited by that show, it was Chris Farley. Um, all right, for me, you got to think, who were the people who were the giant stars while they were on? First star ever... Chevy Chase. Then you had that Belushi, Ackroyd, um, you know, Blues Brothers going out and doing movies every time they came on stage, gigantic and big. I mean, the the thing for you picking Farley, Farley would pick Belushi. That's who he based his life on. Um, Bill Murray was probably next for a year. Then definitely Eddie Murphy. Phil Hartman was the go-to guy in every sketch after that. But Dana Carvey was even bigger in stars and what people thought. After that, I think it belonged to Mike Myers. After that, I guess you could say a Farley slash Adam Sandler. But for some reason, the ratings were down then. And all those guys got blown out. You know, that's when Norm got in trouble. It was a really weird thing. Um, After that was the real, in my opinion, uh, beginning of the girl era. Uh, And who was the first to break out? Before Tina, before um, anybody else. Sherry Terry? No. Same era as Sherry Terry. Molly Shannon. Molly Shannon was a gigantic hit on that show. Um, One of those people where people walked out and went crazy. Um, 
She's ranked 40th, according to Rob Sheffield. It's, That's insane, Rob Sheffield. It, it is. It's not paying total attention to what was going I mean, she spun off into a movie, and people were doing her catchphrases, and you really hadn't seen that since Gilda. It was the first time you had a woman doing that since Gilda. So, um, you know, you had them. Obviously, you had Will Ferrell popped up as the big guy, but then I think you got into the Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, and who would have come next after that? Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig. And it's basically where we are now. Am I missing anybody who would have been considered the senior stud of that era? You mentioned uh, John Lovitz. Was he ever studly? <laughs> no, I think John Lovitz was always the, the guy to support. Actually, if I was going to go back after... Eddie Murphy, I'd have to say Billy Crystal had a thing, a one-year deal, uh, maybe a little Martin Short there, too. But that whole you like you look marvelous, for whatever reason, because I can't tell now. I just saw it in a rerun the other day, but everybody was doing everywhere. So to me, if you're going to look at the best of all time, you got to be Jordan. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you can be the guy who passes the ball to Jordan. As much as I like some of those people that we bring, like Bill Hader's amazingly talented. But I don't know if people just tuned in for him. I'm going to pick as my number one. And I don't even think it's close. The, the person who saved the show from dying, the person that was bigger than the show while they were there, Eddie Murphy was Tiger Woods, where if Tiger Woods played a tournament, everybody watched. If Tiger Woods didn't play a tournament, nobody watched. That's how Eddie Murphy was. Uh, so I don't even think that's close. Uh, Andy, who was your guy? Uh, Daryl Hammond. Daryl Hammond. Really strong. He had the longevity. That's, That's why who I Chris had picked as his number three. Jim Belushi. Jim Belushi? Yeah. Yeah, Jim Belushi as his number three. Uh, here's the guys that he picked at his top ten. Now, a lot of people are mad about this. But his top ten were John Belushi, Eddie Murphy, Tina Fey, Mike Myers, Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, Phil Hartman, Amy Poehler, Poehler Gilda Radner... And Chevy Chase, uh, followed then by Dana Carvey, Will Ferrell, Bill Hader, uh, Kristen Wiig, and Chris Farley. I don't think there's anything there that anybody could be overly mad about. You might adjust some of those people around, but it's a pretty good list. Does anybody feel like someone's left out of the top 15 that belongs? I thought... I thought maybe Seth Meyers should be higher. He should be in at fifteen. Based on what? Based on the uh, based on running the show and you just said we're talking about nothing but being the the performance stuff. If we talked about writing and all that, that changes the deal. But you're the one who set up the criteria. It's just performance and nothing else. Yeah, I think if you look at what Seth Meyers did with that show, I don't even know why you put a price tag on that shit. He cemented the corporate error 
that's that we have now, where the thing runs like a Starbucks instead of Animal House. Um, and I don't think as a performer you put them in the top fifteen. Anybody missing for you guys? I would l- I would have loved to have seen Al Franken in the top fifteen. Not even close. Al Franken mainly a writer more than uh, a performer on that show. Al Franken was you know responsible for a lot of stuff, but I think barely even a- appeared until the fifth season. He became a, like a regular, and uh, no one sits around talking about how great. The fifth season was. Matter of fact, if you go back and read the book, he said he would be on stage thinking, man, this would be great if Belushi was doing the sketch. This is a sketch that Belushi should be doing. So from a writing point of view, just like with Seth Meyers, really important. I don't know if I'd say anything beyond that. What about for you, Shelby? Anybody missing out of the top 15 that you think has to be there? I would replace Chevy with Molly Shannon. I think she like just took took over that era as a woman. I think Chevy like he he sort of popped at the time but not for the criteria we've given. But here's the deal, when you're the first person to pop, you know what I mean? When you're Elvis, when you're Chuck Berry, you can't you can't even compare with that. Um and, you know, the girls that they got up there are every bit uh, perfect. Now, to go number 16, Rachel Dratch. Yeah, now all of a sudden I think that's like the first holy shit Above moment. Sandler. Yeah. She's above Sandler. It was actually right below her, but still. That makes it even more glaring. Um, You know, Sandler did not have a massive SNL career. Like I said, he was... Fun. At number 21 here, they have Chris Rock, who had a pretty dismal SNL career. Yeah, I mean, he had, what, Nat X, and that was pretty much it. And he was and also known, I guess, for the uh, for the Sinatra bit, where he was like the, the rapper. I mean, th- that was the only two things I can really think of from when R- Rock performing on that show. Um, after you get out of the top ten, I think it starts to get, you know, where people could get a little nasty. And uh, we brought up, when you take your bottom people, in your bottom five, if you've got, I mean, in, let's say your bottom ten, and you have uh, Randy Quaid, Norm MacDonald, Colin Quinn, Gilbert Godfrey, and Jim Brewer attached there, that's tough. Jay Moore is at 131, but Jay admits that he didn't do with that show what he should have. You know, he might have got that show a little too young. You know, Sandberg for Andy Sandberg for all the digital shorts that really gave that show like a fuck, giant shot in the arm and put him into the like the digital age basically. He should be higher than twenty two. I mean, he's definitely more important than Rachel, Rachel Dratch, a hundred percent. All right, but let's take her into the top ten. Does he belong in the top ten? I wouldn't put him in the top ten. Yeah. So I mean, really, if you're in the not in the top ten, to me, that's the place that you would battle over. You know, whether he's at 22 or 15, I don't see uh, a big difference. By the way, um, 15 is Chris Farley. And uh, some of you guys had him ranked real high. Um, But again, when you make these lists, uh, 
you know, who knows what you're going to do with it. Will Forte probably should be higher up because I think he was the last, one of the last guys that just really went for it with weird sketches that could either just crush or completely bomb. Well, that's not going to move you up to the top too much. Um, you know, I mean, that's the that's the point of that. I never thought. See, I thought I never felt like that danger with Will Forte. It was more of a quirkiness. That's why he reminds me of the Fred Armisen age of, aren't we weird and quirky? Where if you take Chris Farley and John Belushi, they were that that was danger comedy, you know. Uh, John Belushi is his number one. Even though none of us picked that as his number one, I don't think you can sit around and complain about it. No, no, you can't argue with Belushi being the uh, being there originally and being an innovator. Well, you got Belushi as number one, Aykroyd as number five, and those guys to me were, uh, what, what's that? Murray should be up there. Uh, Murray is... Where's Bill Murray? He's six, so you're really not that different. Chevy Chase too. I think Chevy Chase should be higher. That's just me. Chevy Chase. First of all, you've got the four. Still. Four of the like really early guys are in the top ten, and then so is Gilda. Yeah, so half so, the list. Yeah, more. This is like what I talk about when the Beatles, when the Rolling Stones. <laughs> you know, yeah. when Rolling Stone does something on best albums, and they just plug the top ten with Beatles. This is the opening guys. Belushi, uh, Aykroyd, Bill Murray, even though he came in a year later, uh, Gilda and Chevy are all in the top ten. Um, that's a lot. Deservingly so, though. Uh, you know, I mean, if you're going, if anyone has been left out, I think you guys forget. Uh, particularly when you bring up, uh, you know, Farley. Mike Myers was so much bigger than him. Farley went around playing small parts in Mike <laughs> Myers' movie. Mike Myers was a gigantic movie star and SNL star at the same time. I, th- I guess is that that last bomb he had, which is what the uh, the dating guru or whatever, it actually hurt is hurt him more than yeah, the love guru. Yeah, love that's guru. up to you to decide. He's just not making it anymore. You don't think that he could have made another five movies since then? It's him that's decided not to make it. They don't. If Ben Stiller has a bomb every other year, <laughs> he keeps making movies. Uh, it's just that Myers wanted to step back from it. But we're talking about in the time that he did that show, if you would have looked at Wayne's World, the sketch was bigger than any host that they had and bigger than any band that would come out. That's what people were tuning in every single week for. It was gigantic. I forgot how many big characters he had on that show. Between Wayne's World, Dieter, uh, Simon in the Bath. He just constantly had coffee talk. Every week there was one of his recurring characters. I forgot how big he was. I'm still sad they never made a Sprockets movie. Yeah, Mike Myers was gigantic. I I loved him. I loved Sandler. Well, Sandler was after uh, Myers. I thought there was a crossover time there, though. Wasn't there a slight crossover? I thought so. Yeah, where Spade and all those guys were... Spade like and Farley. And, and Rock were like the young guys. 
Um, and matter of fact, that's just about the era that they started doing that. Instead of wiping out everybody like they used to, uh, that they started to go, all right, let's bring in a freshman class. Those guys can sit around, hold the spears and a couple of sketches. <laughs> um, here's a name that, in a lot of ways, saved the show. And the first person who did this job well in a long time. And since then, it's become thought of as we need to get a really funny person there. Dennis Miller, with the Weekend Update, was the first guy. Probably you'd have to go back to Chevy or maybe, you know, Jane, uh, where... And of, and of course, um, Aykroyd. But where people were looking forward to that part of the show, and then other funny people were looking at that, going, "Oh shit, that's the, that's the job I want to do." I mean, that's why you got Norm, and Colin, because, and why you got Michael Che today, because you've got to come from somewhat of a stand-up background to anchor into that position. Dennis Miller was incredibly important to that show and is completely forgotten about because he became a Republican. I love them on the uh, on the weekend update uh, on, on the uh, in, at the desk. All right. So there's one from Chris. Chris has given us his approval. Uh, but what I'm trying to say is it isn't just a matter that he did great. He set that thing up. For that period, that's what that's the way it's supposed to run now. Well, I think he, he also set the standard too, where the weekend update anchor quit being in sketches. Yeah, that's because he was a designated hit, hitter. He was a stand-up. You know what I mean? Norm came in as a stand-up. Colin came in as a stand-up. Then you had Seth was really you know the head writer, and in that position, um, Fallon. Had a stand-up background. So you were looking for guys who could deliver jokes. I mean, before that, they tried to really pretend that it was the news. You know what I mean? Where Dennis Miller just sat there and did stuff that he had worked on the clubs for the last five you know, days. That he's, they sat around him and A. Whitney Brown and whoever else worked on this bit as if he was doing a new five minutes every single week. You didn't think for yourself for a second... Oh, I'm watching the news. These guys want me to pretend I'm watching the news. It became less of a sketch and more of a monologue. Shelby, you're a guy who thinks you know this. Give me somebody else who's criminally low that we haven't brought up yet. Criminally low. I The Norm McDonald just... We've already brought up Norm. We all agree. For me... um, I just, I couldn't understand why Horatio, like Tracy Morgan was 53, like he, all these characters, like, if you watch like that best of DVD, there's not like, oh, I remember that character, no, they're like all just crushing the Brian Fellows, like the pimp Well, how high would you put up Tracy? I would put him top 25, like he's, he was made for that show, he's a great stand-up, but he also does these great, like, outrageous characters that... Just like pop form, so great. They had like catchphrases that were just ridiculous. I liked them because they, he always says the name of his character over and over. <laughs> I'm Brian Fellows. That's how brilliant and subtle it is. What about for you, Anthony? Kevin Nealon. 
Kevin Nealon. He was one of my he was my favorite weekend update guy. Kevin, oh yeah, Kevin Nealon had done weekend update for a long time. Now he was after Dennis, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right from Dennis, Kevin Nealon for like four or five years. Then Norm. Then Norm. Then, then Colin. Colin. Uh and then we start moving into the girls after Colin. Yeah. And then it was like then after that it was teams. Tina and Jimmy were the first? Or? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Amy Poehler did pull off the, like, she was great on Weekend Update and just, like, throughout the whole show dominating, too. Like, she didn't get a break on a Saturday night. Like, Where's she uh, located at? Number eight? Yeah, that's, she's definitely a, do- a top ten person. I mean, she's amazing. Uh, as a matter of fact, I would probably put Amy over Tina as it, because le, that you know he just laid it out she could do anything I'll say Bobby Moynihan is criminally low at 98 he's it's, really he, low okay we know you know <laughs> <laughs> he very goddamn liar um, just uh, we should give this away Fez does have his email so he loves him but yeah that's ridiculous to have him that low look Brooks Whelan was on the show a couple weeks ago I love the guy yeah he, he, even he would say fucking Bobby Moynihan to be above him well Brooks Whelan is a, is a really funny guy that SNL just didn't work out for him um, I mean, and there are tons of people like that like to be low in this list like Gilbert Gilbert should be kind of low because that wasn't his time. It did not work out for him. He was too young. A lot of people don't even remember that he did it. Damon Wayans, it did not work out for him, but his after career was massive, and it should have been better. Um, Laurie Metcalf, I think, is as funny as hell, but it wasn't her time. Randy Quaid uh, was, was and should be low. So, I mean, just saying, like, oh, you're low on this list, it's not saying you're not funny, but your time on that show did not work for you. Uh, Rich Hall had a lot lot more success off that show than he did on that show. Um, But, yeah, Bobby Moynihan is a go-to guy. Chris Elliott, we just had in last week, hysterical. That show wasn't his thing. He'd already work. done other stuff. He liked improving more than the way they work. Wasn't for him. There are people, Fred Armisen is definitely one of them, that the show fit like a glove. Where's uh, Jimmy Fallon on this list? Fallon's 36th. That's kind of low because to put him beneath Parnell and. Even people like David Spade, who had a couple of stuff. Jan Hooks. Uh, yeah, it just doesn't. And a gas star doesn't make sense. And I have Molly Shannon below all those. Doesn't make sense. The list is up on the iBang, everybody. There's also uh, another great article up on the iBang today. And that is uh, the piece about Ken Judd Apatow make Amy Schumer a mainstream star. And uh, what did you digress that into? John Cena talk. Yeah. Like a fool. It went into, (laughs) so that's how we started. You were off, you were doing something else, Fez? Yeah, I was. Well, were you making brownies? No, I was not in the bathroom. That's not what I was talking about.
<laughs> oh my god it always goes back to poo yeah shit boy brown boy where the brown boys go so he turned the whole thing into to uh john cena um all right so the list is up there and i'm going to say this in defense of him if you make a list the reason seems to be to piss off other people. Like, we're, you know, we look at this list and we got pissed. But if Chris made a list, we'd be just as angry. I mean, Jim Belushi is number three. Shelby, did you give us your top five, Shelby? I, do, I gave you my number one. But right, give us uh, your top five. My top five would be number five, Bill Hader. Strong. Number four, Maya Rudolph. Crazy. I always thought no, she was seriously. great on the show. Crazy. That's just, this is the type of thing that maybe you say your first day of rehab. She wasn't, <laughs> I mean, I adore her and I think she's just the sweetest and funniest and cutest person, but I wouldn't have picked her as top five on the show with her own cast. She was with women... And men that were so strong when she was there. She's way too high at 18 on Sheffield's list. Yeah. I mean, come on. Top 20. Give us more. Number three had to be Eddie Murphy. It was the Eddie Murphy show. They even That's why I think he's low at three. They wouldn't even... That show would have been canceled. Yes. Number... My number two would be Dana Carvey because he had those great uh, characters. Plus, so none of us brought up Dana Carvey. That's criminal that his, we haven't brought him up by now. His impressions are like the, his George Bush impression is his is the George Bush impression. And he was the star. Does. He definitely was the star of his era. And number one, Freddie Armisen. <laughs> You're so crazy. <laughs> Do you? I just want you to know something. You've got. Fred Armisen and Maya Rudolph above Bill Murray, <laughs> above Gilda Radner, above John Belushi, above Billy Crystal, who I'm telling you was was the next star after Eddie Murphy. As a matter of fact, that was the next time that the show was saved. That show was heading out until they went and paid extra money and brought in... Those uh, players, uh, Marty Short, Billy Crystal, uh, Christopher Gast, and somebody else was on that list, too. Somebody else that had been a... Was it uh, Elaine? Uh, yeah, but she wasn't a star elsewhere. She was, like, one of the backup players. Michael but, McKeon. Very good call. So they went out and got guys that were successful in other places, brought them in. And people can look out and put their nose down at that, but you would not have a show today. Because they could not come back with Eddie Murphy left. They couldn't. They were like, we don't... You know, th- they were like where Comedy Central is right now with Losing. John Stewart. Just like people are going, I, uh, I don't know what we could possibly do. They pulled a Steinbrenner. It, it can't be done. It was literally a Steinbrenner. They even called it that. Where they were saying, we're going to go out and buy a lineup and try to win the championship in one year. Um... But I'm laughing at him when he has Brooks Whelan at 73. I believe Brooks did two sketches and played Brooks Whelan in both of them. You know what I mean? Like, he knows that that show didn't work for him. Um, But again, what are you going to do? You would make up a bad list yourself. (laughs) 
You just can't pull this off properly. You can't do this without making people angry. Where's Chris Kattan? Um, that's what Hollywood is asking right now. <laughs> 95th. 95. Now, why did he come in so high? <laughs> Him and Sherry O'Terry. You're, you're a hero, Anthony. Come on. What did your mom say to you? She said, pitch every Always. day and kiss up to the host. Kiss she up was to the host. Furious. She has every right to be. She has every right to be. She wants you to do something. She wants you to go out there and make it happen. Um, so I think we got to go to break here. None of us are satisfied. Uh, this is all up on the Interbank, too, today. The Interbank, you can go up and check it out. It's the top 141. Uh, I'm having some stuff written to us because you know how much uh, we love that. Um, anything we need to plug, of course, we've got tonight uh, the Ron Bennington interview show. Uh, 9 o'clock. Night on Indy. On Indy. Channel 102. Channel 102 on Indy. RBI is the show. What about you, Fez? You got anything you need to plug tonight? Uh, no, not for tonight. Not for tonight? Not for t- tonight. Uh, is there another night that you're holding back on us? Well, this Friday will be the Dan Aykroyd Unmasked. So that'll be, that'll be right around 2 p.m. on the Ron and Fez show. So we're now just saying right around. We won't even give you the type of things that other shows do. Other shows will tell you what time they come. Could you imagine if you heard this Big Bang Theory somewhere in between 7 and 9.30 tonight on CBS? Oh, I guess I'll go in at 9.15 then. Uh, uh, tonight... At some, and maybe not even tonight, <laughs> Modern Family may or may not be on. Maybe we'll play 15 minutes of it and then catch the rest tomorrow afternoon oh, at 8. So somewhere around 2 p.m. You're saying 15 minutes on either side? Yeah, give me a 15-minute window on either side of that. Yeah, I'll put that right into my phone. I'll put together a half hour on my phone that pulls that. I'll just shade it a little bit. I'll shade it. Now I want them to do uh, best host of all time. Who's the best host of all time? Don't, real quick. Don't even think. Don't even think. It's, uh, oh, Jesus Christ. You're out. Alec Baldwin. Yep. You, what would you not understand? Now Alec Baldwin can't win no matter what. Shelby. John Goodman. Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Damn it. And the winner is Steve Martin. Anthony. Fez, go get yourself a nice icy Coca-Cola. Woo! You two losers. Yeah. <laughs> you will be drinking moth parts. Like, oh. I didn't yeah. even know that's drinkable. I'll have to chew some of them. Okay. If you need to chew them, go ahead and do it, Jim Belushi. <laughs> <laughs> when he said Jim Belushi, and then I heard you were out sewing something. What are you, crocheting now or knitting? It's more of a macrame. I don't know what that word means. It's it's a cross between crocheting and knitting. Show me what it looks like. Give me a, a visual picture. I've heard the term before, but I've never seen it. I've heard crochet, and I've heard knitting. Wait, you're saying that's with a loom? You got to do that with a loom? Yeah, the loom will help. 
We're going to end it off with that is the thing today. A loom will help. That's the name of the new novel. Uh, we'll see you guys back in here tomorrow. Love, luck, and lollipops. The Ed Dubai Show, donk. That's the Ed Dubai Show, donk. That's the Ed Dubai Show, donk. That's the Ed Dubai Show, donk. I watched it for a little.